0: Ron, what? It, what it, hey, man, what's going on? We're talking. we talking about records. Yeah, record that's collecting. a first. I never talked about records before. I know. Ron, I'm a little uncomfortable a, about it. It's a fucking. What's this mystery record thing you're talking about? Is this new to you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I um, I don't know. Something about a seven inch that just gets me excited. It's just
0: it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've oh been wait,
0: you've been holding out holding out on me with that yeah, one. Mm. You know. Right. I waited a while to come out. All right, that's what you're supposed to you're supposed to wait a while for it to come out. Wait till um, it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> with your seven inches uh we were just talking about exclusive tracks um on records and i was saying um my weird oasis fetish which uh some people might know i know this is supposed to be sort of metal and hardcore and punk oriented but fuck you um we have other tastes i like what i like and uh and yeah that i was i was saying how back in the mid 90s in on definitely maybe they had a song called do you want to be a spaceman which was only available on on a. On the album i believe it was do you want to be a spaceman and then on what's a story the song that was available was called bonehead's bank holiday and you couldn't get it anywhere else except for a melody maker sampler which of course i had and um i'm uh, not surprised yeah don't don't be surprised (laughs) um and yeah so it was really uh it's interesting and just talking he just brought up iron maiden and then i hit record because i thought it would be good to hear about what rare iron maiden records you have
1: ron i have a lot but uh it's also what created the vinyl bug they were the band that everyone else put a record out, maybe put a single out, but Maiden always had exclusive B-sides that were either rare live songs or unreleased covers or just unreleased songs. Now, and did they
0: did they ever release them on like a compilation CD or anything to way, that effect? Way
1: later they did. Way later, But yeah. at the time, it was like, you know, when Number of the Beast came out and Peace of Mind came out, you had to buy the Trooper single and then the B-side was like a cover of Cross-Hide Mary by Tull. Yeah, I remember Hannah. that. And when Deanna was in the band, they did all these live EPs that were amazing. I mean, they sounded better than the studio versions from the first two albums. You Combine that with the artwork, and it was like, you know, I don't know why Kiss think they're marketing geniuses, but they dropped the ball because they didn't do that all through the 70s. All they had to do was take a sick live shot, put two live B-sides, and they would have sold millions more records. Yeah. So fuck you, Gene Simmons. Yeah, fuck you. Because you suck.
0: You suck. You sound like Dee Snider.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a D guy.
0: You I, I know you're a D guy. A D guy. We, I always will be. We already did. An, we already did an intro today that we discussed the Twisted Sister final show that we were both privy to seeing this weekend. Uh, uh, so and being
1: Long Island metal kids, uh, they were the yeah, uh, you know, they were the gateway bands.
0: No, oh, for yeah, no, for I mean, me completely. For, I'm too. I'm too. I'm too a little too young. Yeah, I, those f- four years between us make a make a huge yeah. difference in in that sort of thing because it, um, Twisted Sister was a Fucking! I mean, know, I, I heard mean,
1: about them from my aunts and uncles. First. I heard
0: about them from my sister's boyfriend, but they before they hit, but still, I was mean, too young. I was like eight. You know what the fuck did I know? And then, then they did that video, obviously with the Animal House guy, and that was really funny.
1: So that's when you and, and it, it almost yeah. They, I was see, I was into it way before. It's that.
0: funny because they were like a serious band, but like they came off as really jokey. But
1: yeah, know, they looked like New York Dolls and had an attitude like Motorhead But when they hit, they hit with like a campier video and a lighter song.
0: Yeah, which was a genius. Yeah, only, I
1: mean, it worked incredible for them. Yeah, And I mean, it took them 10 years to... Uh, had they,
0: you think if they had not made that Animal House video that, that they would have...
1: I think those songs would have made it either way, but the video just put it way over the top. Yeah. Because the songs were so damn catchy. What do you
0: want to do with your life?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, we're not going to take it, and I Want to Rock probably would have been hits either way. Just because they're so damn catchy and they were heavy enough so they had kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But those videos, I mean, they're like iconic videos at this point.
0: They were and they were they were they were connected. You know, like they, they, they use yeah, the same they, characters. Yeah. Like it was uh, a continuing. Do you remember theme. the Cindy Lauper Goonies video?
1: Oh god yes. Well, with, with Captain Battle. I'm like an unhealthy <laughs> wrestling fan, so <laughs> Yeah, did you ever see the extended one where
0: like? <laughs> I remember when they debuted it oh. and they did it in two parts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was so epic; it had to have two parts. It's got like Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. And That's it, right. It, it's unbelievable. Oh my god! I YouTube it monthly. So, so that was, it was a whole
0: like WWF like marketing interplay in that. Yes. Like they, they like they were, we're gonna get the good like what we all right let's pick into WrestleMania. Let's too. take let's take a step of the first WrestleMania. Yes. Okay, so let's take a step back and think about this. They
1: combined. Cindy Lauper, yep.
0: The Goonies, and WWF. And somehow that fucking worked.
1: Especially because like at the time, half those wrestling characters were I mean, the world wasn't politically correct yet, but oh some God. of those characters were insanely anti American <laughs> or racist or sexist. I mean, there's old interviews with Paul Andorff because he was fighting Mr. T and he's calling the fans at home porch monkeys. Are you serious? Yeah. You can like YouTube this shit. Whoa! And Mr. Fuji, <laughs> Mr. I, Fuji, who just recently is, died, right? Yes, he did. Oh. is Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji. Um, he's um. <laughs> this is so insane. He's uh, about to fight Junkyard Dog, and he's like,
0: "Didn't Junkyard Dog lose all the time? Or was that that was special delivery? That joke. was SD Jones. SD Jones. He always lost.
1: Yes, he always lost. And we met him at Nassau Coliseum. I'm bouncing all over because I'm a wrestling. No, lord. Did keep going. It's gold. Yeah, SD Jones. We met him and um. It was after a match at Nassau Coliseum. My friend's like, well, like 14. And he had a, look like a gaping, part of his back was missing. And my friend, being a wise-ass, was like, yo, why is there a huge hole in your back? And he just looks at him all hard. He's like, I got stabbed. And we were like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Dude. Wow. And he um, lost every match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. He lost every match. And he worked for Daily News until he died. In New York City.
0: What did he do for the Daily News? I
1: don't know. I think he, I don't know what he, he did. Distribution? he in distribution? I mean, it was... Sales? He might have just drove a truck or something. I'm not really sure. Wow. S D He needs to do the gun, special, with Louis Jones. But back to um, <laughs> the other thing. There's so many... Mr. Fuji is fighting um, Junkyard Dog, and they do these interviews where they just make shit up on the fly. And uh, he's like, I don't call him Junkyard Dog. I call him Backyard Ape. What? <laughs> it's so insane. Holy shit. And then Greg Valentine's fighting Tito Santana, and he's like Chico Santana. He's like the king of Taco Bell. He's like you still have the. I still see the. Um. I still see the marks on the on your back from when you snuck under the fence. I mean, they said the most insane wow. shit on, like, mainstream television back It then.
0: sucks that it's not like that anymore because they could have just had Trump because on created, Cause that's Because no, that's what Trump is. So Donald Trump is the WWF he in, absolutely, in the early 80s. I told 80s. everyone
1: Vince McMahon should be his vice president. <laughs> I mean, he, I, for five seconds, i consider voting for him. And then my common <laughs> sense would kick in.
0: What are you ta- Doesn't everybody hate Vince McMahon? Isn't he, like, a bad guy?
1: He, I mean, he's kind of a pariah in wrestling. If you're, like, into, like, underground, independent kind of wrestling. Like, with a punk rock aesthetic. But you can't help but kind of like love the guy because he's a total madman yeah i mean he's a freak and a half
0: but wasn't he encouraging everybody to take steroids and shit like that or wasn't he distributing steroids
1: well yeah i mean and taking it the himself he beat the fbi though they try to get him really yeah he beat them more than once uh, he beat them in the 90s he did this bodybuilding federation they they came down on him for that stuff and he's like teflon don they can't get teflon, him. teflon. and uh and and donald trump fought him in a hair versus hair match oh yeah i heard and, about uh, this trump yeah. lost and got his head shaved no the no, vince i can't remember who fucking lost now one of them lost oh he they
0: couldn't have shaved trump's head the fuck no because that's like his thing no it way must, it, it had to be vince's head yeah it vince. was actually now that i think back
1: <laughs> um because trump was the good guy now it would probably be the opposite wow
0: yeah well we could have i mean you know he could be a tag team with uh with orange not orange Sheik, with uh who's the who's the russian guy um
1: I have a call-off in the class. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we we're yeah. old school about Yeah, they could, be, they could be a tag team, like yeah. Putin. Him and Trump and Putin is a tag team.
1: Even Iron <laughs> Sheik, like, you know, Iran, number one, America, Patui, and he'd, like, spit toward the flag. I mean, that shit was insane. Yeah. And then the late 80s, Sergeant Slaughter turned on America. That was such...
0: Are you serious? Yeah, he
1: turned bad for a while.
0: What did he... How did he turn bad? Did he, he like... Know, did he become a hippie or something? No, or?
1: he just got mad at something, and uh, they turned him heel, and it was like, he was... He turned against America. I mean, wasn't but they hook, wasn't talking like the climate was at the time? Well, yeah, it was
0: the Cold War, and and I get that it, it, it was all very topical. But um, to to sort of make a joke of the Iran thing, especially, I mean, I guess now it's way worse than it was then because they what they had the hostage crisis. They did that then, during the
1: hostage crisis. Talk about having balls. Yeah, I mean, you're like playing a pro-Iranian guy during the hostage crisis.
0: Yeah, but that poor guy had to walk around on the street. Yeah. In like the deep
1: south, and in the old days, people thought wrestling was real. Like Ivan Koloff beat Bruno in the early '70s at the Garden, and Bruno was a god because Italian-based, and this had nothing to do with even the Russian thing. It was just they loved him so much and thought wrestling was real. That he said when he left the arena, he had the belt, and um, he was like, "Hey, I need security," and they're like, "Well, we don't have security." And he said he walked out the Garden, and like thirty fans chased him to try and kill him. He jumped at a cab. And they threw like a rock or a boulder through the back window and smashed the window, and the oh, camera wow. away for his life. New
0: York was a different place back then,
1: and wrestling was real then.
0: Wrestling, of course, wrestling was real. Duh, I mean, wrestling's wrong. still more real than politics.
1: <laughs> I, sadly,
0: yeah, you might be right. You know, how good would that be? Oh my God! I did, yeah, I would, they, so they don't have like a, they don't have like characters like that anymore. There's no more. They do a little bit. And,
1: they have this guy. They do. They. They touch on it. There was a guy. There's guys that are kind of like. Um,
0: they have like the Assad character.
1: They don't go <laughs> full blown like that, but they do things like they'll have guys that are very like patriot like, and kind of tap into like a Donald Trump or almost a, a crowd. Rush Limbaugh kind yeah. of vibe you know wow. or, yeah almost so the like right an Alex Jones, the hardcore. I actually uh, mentioned Alex Jones. I on wanted to. Oh, Monday I could see. Night I Rock. could
0: see Alex Jones being in in the ring. Yeah,
1: he belongs there.
0: Yeah, I mean, totally. He'd cut sick
1: promos. Yeah, you know, and he'd probably sprinkle in his New World Order band. Listen up, brother. <laughs> yeah, he'd be great. He is a wrestler, essentially. Yeah, well, Except he's it, warning you about like invisible enemies. It's funny,
0: like he, uh, they, they, there's always that joke that he's um,
1: uh, fuck, why am I
0: fucking blanking now? The comedian who I love and I can't fuck. Oh about. yeah,
1: um, from um.
0: Austin, um, Jesus Christ. Wow, someone fucking And they claim shooting. it's him. Yeah, they claim it's him. Because like, he was super against Waco, the Waco thing too. And Al, uh, Alex Jones, that was where Alex Jones got his start was uh, at the Waco and Ruby yep. Ridge shit. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know that, look it up because uh, the Ruby Ridge thing is special. I'm, I'm reading this book called Them by John Ronson, um, which is, uh, he's I believe he's English. Uh, I have
1: every conspiracy book on Waco. And Ruby Ridge as well. Yeah, Ruby Ridge. Uh, conspiracy.
0: Well, Ruby I mean, Ridge was fucking just stupid. That was just dumb. That was just a bunch of people who didn't want to be bothered, and they fucking yeah. bothered them. But they, the, um the, What's some racial undertones. This book is well, well, but yeah, but apparently, but it shouldn't have mattered. It, 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 was a no, but apparently that wasn't book. true either. I mean, like you know, so there's this book, Them, by John Ronson, and John Ronson is a he's a he's a, sort of a funny like comedy writer, but not really a comedy writer, and he basically infiltrated all these. Places, so he would hang out with the Ruby Ridge people he hung out with Alex Jones and this is like in the this is the 90s this is the early 90s yeah. yeah and and uh he hung out with the guy who was the Osama bin Laden of England um and he, he hung, then he hangs out with the ADL and he's just like like you know and everybody's an anti-semite to the ADL yeah. so yeah you mean it was the JDL? No, an ADL no there isn't ADL yeah, anti- Anti-defensive. Defens- oh, okay. Yeah. They to JDL, the Jewish Defense League. No, those guys are real deal. Like fucking.
1: Yeah, I have a story. I'm not telling on air about them.
0: <laughs> those guys are. Those guys are real deal. No, <laughs> the ADL just it's like brands everybody an anti-Semite and you know whatever. He he like hangs out with uh, this guy, Big Jim Tucker, who's the I know guy who Big from Jim spotlight. Is. Yep and they like at one of the early Bilderbergs and he was trying to prove that Bilderberg was real and they were in Portugal. Jim Tucker,
1: that's his thing, is the Bilderberg thing. Yeah,
0: but he also like, you know, then after he did this uh, this investigation, like he he finds all this stuff, all this neo-Nazi shit about this guy said. So it just gets all ruined. It's like it's like, yeah, this guy's right and there is this conspiracy and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like why is why, why is everything a Jewish conspiracy? Come on. Well, there's a
1: lot of uh I mean, that's such a huge rabbit hole and somehow we went from Watching Goonies and wrestling to this in five minutes. I know, but it's great. We really do it, hours of podcasts uh, I was
0: this. hours, just hours of us going talking about Cindy Lauper and, and I mean and Captain Lou Bano.
1: If you ever hang out with me after midnight, this is what my life is. Like. <laughs> I was tortured by my presence
0: after midnight. Ron's gonna tell some fucking weird stories after midnight.
1: I'm gonna recommend uh, the best places in the woods to buy property, so drones can't find. Oh, wait,
0: you. Are we gonna bug out? Gonna you get, get out. You get, I have you, a bug out bag. You got a bug out bag? Of course I do. Where are you going with your bug out bag, dude? I'm
1: getting on my mountain bike. I'm what, are gonna you going to go to a Pine really Barrens? <laughs> what a bow and arrow. What <laughs> a
0: fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> I'm like Ted Nugent. You wouldn't last 20 seconds in the fucking woods.
1: i last 20 minutes.
0: Which records would you take?
1: That's the problem. I need a solar-powered turntable. I've got plans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, seriously. What's what's the one? What's all right? So, Ron, see, I see your your record bag sitting over there on the bar. There's nothing but, in it,
1: unfortunately. Uh, it's,
0: it's, well, you can keep it that way. You, you don't need any more records. But I really don't. the idea being, what if you had to fill that that bag? Right, you got three records. You're like you're like fuck, man. The uh, the chemical war, like a nuclear <laughs> bomb, just blew up in New York City. Um, it's coming out to Long Island. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to bring three records.
1: Okay. And that's what I'm going
0: to live on when everything passes by and I'm going to fucking go on eBay. I'm going to sell that shit even though I don't know if eBay would still be around.
1: Well, if you're talking Monte value or for my own sanity and having balance?
0: Let's say both.
1: Okay. You have three three records
0: so you can take a record that's worth a lot so you can live and then you can take one you want to listen to.
1: All right. That'll be cool. I'm going to do this. Uh, It's worth about two bucks but for sanity I would take Cat Stevens' Greatest Hits. And for my... Will you just listen to Peace Train after? I would just listen to the Morning the Gets Broken fallout? and Watch the sunrise as I Have No Friends and Talk to Squirrels in the Woods. And then... Um, <laughs> Cat Stevens' Greatest Hits. And then... Uh, okay. Crow Age of Quarrel. So I'm like in the right frame of mind if shit gets grimy. And... Um, what's the money? Commercial what's Fate the- Melissa, just to praise Satan. So them, no money the best. Yeah, what's a, what, uh, I'll, I'll I'll bring... I don't... Don't you have a Mayhem record that's like... like a- uh, yeah, I have Mayhem Death Curse. That's worth a thousand bucks. So I guess I should bring that up financially. Um, but I really don't want to listen to it every day. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Not that at thing. all. Not <laughs> even monthly. Put a fucking gun in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like, misery. I'll end up like dead. Dead? Yeah, literally. Except I'll do it outdoors like Wendell Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Who's actually one of my heroes. So that would I wanna, really
0: I wanna overlap. Do, I want to do, do like a fucking reference checklist. <laughs> on it, like when I listen back to this, just like like how many how many fucking ridiculous references did we? There's make? a lot of layers in that. It's, it's multi layered. Yeah, like, you have to be, just like Ron's 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 bug out bag. Multi layered. Yeah, just like my
1: brain that's not wired right. <laughs> and I would take "Merciful Fate" Melissa because it's just one of the greatest records of all time. This is true. So um. But as far as uh, value, Only I would have to take.
0: In front of the altar, <laughs> run cross. from all his record collection <laughs> in front of me. On the wall. There's no On wall. The wall. Yeah, that's right. There's no wall in the woods. Strange emptiness, a little square.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I have to get my Ikea shelves into the woods. Let's somehow. listen
2: to Cat Stevens.
1: Maybe I, I'd bring Simon and Garfunkel Instead of Cat Stevens But <laughs> that's interchangeable Simon and Garfunkel
0: Bridge over troubled water?
1: Yeah Oh that, that kills me Oh
0: it's great Yeah, The harmonies are so beautiful
1: When I was like in ninth grade And just listening to Haunting the Chapel And Violent pacification by D.R.I. every day And hating everything My sister would play Simon and Garfunkel to the wall And I would throw my combat boots at the wall And tell her to turn it off But I secretly loved it and I, I actually always liked them, and I would almost admit it to the right people, but I was so deep into like underground shit that it's not like I was kind of rock thing. I remember,
0: I remember um, listening to you two, and I had the "I Will Follow" single, and I, I uh, you know, I, I was as well. You know, Marshall Faye was my favorite band in like ninth grade, and my friends, my friends came over and I hide it. Because I was afraid, and 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 I, I really liked this girl who was really into you too. So I was like, you know, maybe this is like I'll listen to you too, and I'll get girls. It, all, it took many years later to find out that it was well, the you Smiths. were strategic, man.
1: I didn't think like well, that. no, I
0: liked it. I, I just didn't want anybody to know I liked it. But I also realized that like listening to you too might actually, you know, get me a, might
1: lead you somewhere. Yeah, In I the might, bedroom.
0: I could make out. Oh, geez, please, that's way <laughs> too long to get there. But it, it was you yeah. Know.
1: Mine started in the woods.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> mine didn't even start there. But yeah, the the. uh <laughs> All boys' school is unrelenting, the uh, but but yeah, and then I, it took me years to realize later on that that it was actually the Smiths, and maybe the Cure that were the the keys.
1: We getting boys or girls with that?
0: <laughs> well, you look because I mean you, you were immediately disarming. You're a Smiths yeah, fan,
1: yeah, completely.
0: And and when I went at my prom, so did senior, that take
1: the metal edge off for the girls that were a little intimidated by you?
0: Yeah. I guess you know, like my i i I would imagine that uh, to the girls that I was talking to or hanging out with, that I really looked odd because I couldn't have yeah. long. I couldn't be a cool metalhead with long hair because I went to all boys school. So I was just a metalhead with short hair, which helped me oh, it shows, at shows because I didn't school. get beat up. But because you know, if you obviously had long hair, nine times out of ten, the hardcore kids were going to beat you up. But yeah, I, I somehow I survived. You did. I actually well, I witnessed that firsthand. It was amazing. It, uh the, but I just assumed you were a gang member, so you know. It, um
1: <laughs> No, no affiliations. Good, fantastic. I was totally independent and I didn't shave my head like all the other clones.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hated when that, that happened. But yeah. I should have done that. But you couldn't have a shaved head in my school either. That wasn't that wasn't legal. Yeah, well
1: in the mid eighties no one was shaving their heads. No, so, and if you scandals. did it it was it unless super, you were like a leftover from yeah. like the Manson family.
0: You were like rebellious if you yeah. did it. Yeah. And they But knew. I
1: should've I should have been strategic with my because I probably liked music that crossed over but... I just wore Venom and Slayer shirts and had fresh razor blade cuts on my arms, hair on my face, and I would eat bugs, and girls were petrified of me. Yeah. Well, so right, you could.
0: were a special case. I mean, I-, I Back I then, I was. Definitely I, I certainly wasn't, a, I was, wasn't as, quite as extreme. And as then the strong. girls
1: who like you when you like that, I mean, that's not good. They're special. They were extra special. <laughs> my first girlfriend used to, like, hear invisible voices in high school. <laughs> Literally. She'd chase people around the classrooms that weren't there. And I sat next to her. The first day I sat next to her, I got caught cutting class. So they threw me in a class I was supposed to have been at for three months, Mm -hmm. and um, I sat down next to her, and I had met her on a bus going to Sunrise Mall Mm. two months earlier, and she Mm. expressed interest to me, and I blew her off. And she told me we were in this class, and she was waiting for me, and I showed up because I got caught cutting, and she kicked this nerdy kid out who was sitting next to me. She goes, move. He's sitting there, and I sat down. And she started rubbing my dick, and then she punched me in the dick in class and said, that's for not coming to class for the last three months. And I fell in love.
0: Wow. And there you have it, folks. Yeah, um, been, let me ask you a question. It's been downhill since Where I... is this
1: young lady now? Um, she's <laughs> one of my best friends, so I won't say um, too much. But
0: uh, You already did.
1: She battled drug addiction for decades. Oh, well, uh, she's mm-hmm. doing good, and I love her. Okay. And I don't think she hears voices anymore But she did used to hear them in the 80s when she smoked too much crack I didn't hear voices She used to call me and be like, this one the bushes I, I said a
0: Godflesh song popping in my head, I didn't hear voices
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was a good reference Yeah, Because this it is a music podcast in theory Yeah,
0: I know, in theory <laughs> I, did, I did put it under music in the in the categories <laughs> You didn't put
1: it under suburban white trash stories?
0: It, well, I mean, you know, but that kind of goes hand in to totally hand It totally
1: overlaps, <laughs> at least in ter- my world <laughs> And then punk rock stories two years later
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you know So yeah,
1: she's doing good, and I love her Oh, well, that's that's great. Oh, she's a she's a good friend.
0: Yeah, we, we went to a music festival this weekend and uh and yeah we, we, did. We, we traded uh white trash shit stories. Um
1: I think seeing Twisted Sister and Zebra just brought out my teenage yeah, white I, trash before I had morals and ideals that
0: Hey, your friends burned took gasoline and burned the field that you hung out into? too? Oh cool, man. That's <laughs> yeah. sweet.
1: We weren't the only people who broke windows and robbed our friends' houses and it, when know, they went on vacation?
0: It, dude, that story was too much. <laughs> I don't think you should tell it.
1: <laughs> I'm not. That was... A
0: statute of limitations. And one of them miss.
1: is a good chance would be listening, so I'm right. really not going into that. It's so
0: fucked up. Let's if you ever if you know Ron, you ever see him ask him this fucking story because it's it's pretty it's pretty much the shittiest thing I've ever heard.
1: It's the, the lack of loyalty is mind blowing. Yeah, it's. I like, mean, basically, someone goes on vacation, and even though they're like one of your best friends, you turn on them instantly because they left si- town. It's,
0: it's really psychopathic behavior. It's fucked up. Sociopathic behavior, no sociopathic. But yeah, I
1: mean, it. I got some free pizza out of it.
0: Like you did weeks. for a couple weeks, yeah.
1: <laughs> kind of worked out, and I we're pretty sure the pizza owner like bought a second house. <laughs> but I can't tell the story.
0: No. Anyway, mo- moving on.
1: Well, you burned out a field. I mean, that's not exactly. Uh,
0: I didn't do anything. Mr. I just Rogers stood there behavior. and waited for the fire department to show up and, like, go to so, Guys, funny. why are we doing this? Like, I'm so confused. As well. I mean, I
1: want to do that today. I just know I can't. I just I haven't outgrown that. that. I just, <laughs> you know, I just know you're not supposed to. When I run <laughs> into my old friends. That's called outgrowing it. <laughs> yeah, well, but I didn't outgrow it. My ideals and morals change, but it's still really tempting. It's kind of like the girl you wish you could sleep with one more time, even though now you know she has herpes, and you like settle down. And Jesus like, Christ,
0: where did this, this come from? My God, wow, my... wow!
1: I'm exposing myself. Oh, I got
0: a, I got a, I got more work text messages. Hey, what time are doors tonight? Covering for Evelina. Oh, okay, okay, Rika.
1: Tonight's Saint Vitus in the skull.
0: Yeah, it is. Which you're, should be. You're great. not going to hear this for a couple weeks, but tonight's Saint Vitus in the skull. Hopefully, um, it goes well. Yeah, uh, eight, eight. Yeah, eight. Doors are at eight. Doors are at eight. Rika. There goes. Here goes the text message into space.
1: Whose intro are we even fucking doing? Drew? Because um, we went into 50. 50- yeah,
0: no, we're, we're Drew. Drew Thomas on the podcast. Uh, An old friend of yours and yeah. ex-bandmate. Ex-bandmate. Um, he played on uh, Youth of Today's Breakdown the Walls at the ripe age of 13. Um, and uh, he, uh, he has a rich musical history that's uh, incredibly interesting. Um, I played in a band with him. In the mid aughts, right after into another, right? No, no, it was. Uh, he was into another broke up, I think in the late nineties. Oh, and so they, it was Simon. And he did a band called New Rising Sons with Garrett from Texas the Reason, and then he, uh, and then he did a band called The Dharma, and then he, then he joined. No, then he did Walking Concert with Walter yep. Scheifels. and then he um, joined my band when Walter kind of disbanded uh, Walking Concert, uh, and then we put out a bunch of records went on tour a bunch and had lots of fun and uh he's probably one of the best bandmates i've ever had and uh, now he's in he's Walter again. loyal and uh wonderful and um a great player um and uh the stupidest stupid dummy i've ever met in my whole life <laughs> nobody's stupid and that word stupid is going to be used a lot in this uh upcoming but this is a lot of fun um almost as much fun as this intro which has been
1: <laughs> this intro
0: fucking epic
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could have went 10 hours without even going into drew
0: i know but we, someday uh,
1: we'll do that we'll just talk without a guest
0: drew 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 needs to sell some dead heavens records which is his new band which uh they're really good I, I didn't bring up the fact that it's too close to deaf heaven i should have you should have they're better know. luckily yeah but it I just uh I, I, I was like guys it's not it's good it's a bad marketing plan
1: I never thought about that, but that's really true. And I did in the very beginning; used to get them confused. But since I like one and hate the other, I made the separation ah, easier. Uh,
0: you know, Deaf Heaven is uh, Their last record was actually really cool. I just—I I like my shoegaze shoegaze and my black metal black metal, but that's just me, and lots of other people. That, that
1: doesn't surprise cool. me. With you,
0: yeah. I the combining the two kind of gets weird. You know, it's and it's funny because like you listen to a band like Alcist, and they, you know, like their songs are. They kind of don't combine it. It's like, yeah, they got the shoegaze song, and then they got like a different song. It's separate entities. Yeah, it's there's sort not of. An overlap. They did There's a little bit of an overlap, but not not as much as Deaf Heaven did. But
1: and it's um, unsuccessful, in my opinion, when they did overlap.
0: Um, but for but, me, but very successful. Well, I mean, my a might commercial take level. Me nothing compared to their record sales. When you when when you think about Deaf Heaven and you think about the success that they've had, and you think about um uh the shows that they've gotten on, like they was it? Oh yeah, they just opened for Slipknot. They just yeah. did like a bunch of shows for Slipknot. To me, a band that sounds like that has no right doing anything like that, and they did it, which is kind of fucking cool. I wonder know?
1: how that went over. And
0: they're cool guys, so you know. um, it probably went over okay because it's just so it's so heavy.
1: It's extreme enough at times, I yeah. Guess, that like
0: I, I, I also say someone who and, I don't think is good, and I don't think the Slipknot crowd it. really gives a shit that they don't look metal. You know what I mean? Like I don't well, think that's should, but that's
1: me. weird because Slipknot is such an image based band.
0: They are, but it's not like there's not like long hair all over the place and you know what I mean like it's it's masks
1: but it's it's got a violent look it does I would think they would just be like oh these guys are nerds are faggots like I would think because I I associate Slipknot fans with Pantera fans which I associate with like garbage men and landscapers and (laughs) people I don't think are too bright
0: I don't know, Ron. That garbage, that garbage <laughs> job is pretty fucking good. Good benefits, union yeah, job. Yeah, I mean, yo,
1: and I could have had that, and I fucked it up. You fucked it up, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's why I've been bouncing around freelancing my whole life and have not a penny in my name.
0: Yeah, because you, you fucking, I'm I, on, I actually, oh, you're up on your fucking high I had horse. Good connections. You're All up my on my your high horse, got in.
1: and oh, I'm too good for this. I got ten thousand records. Check I was, was actually out. more like, I'm too suicidal for this. Oh uh, um, yeah,
0: oh yeah. You just do I it mean, for a couple of weeks like and 18.
1: end it. I didn't want to be alive, much less throw people's garbage. Wow. <laughs> But um, I should have done it in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, landscape or metalheads, like Pantera and Slipknot fans. That's what I call them.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think it starts with Metallica,
1: really, at the end of the day. But it's I think it,
0: I just think it's more of a mainstream thing. that If you're reaching that many people, you're going to reach a certain segment of society, and that certain segment of society...
1: Yeah, yeah and they're gateway bands, for needs sure. Needs to escape. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm too underground and old and or cool... To have given a fuck about them, but that doesn't mean that they're not good. And so effect. is Drew
0: Thomas. And on that note.
1: Yeah, Drew's actually. Uh,
0: here's a fucking amazingly funny podcast with the mighty Drew. Drew. Drew <coughs> <coughs> Drew Thomas. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> I don't know what I was joking on. You <laughs> can anyone, anyone, that they say is a drug.
2: Tell me
3: how see.
2: See, the world is
0: reality, just a story. Change it all but never do Yeah, Just tell me how much you want me to You will never achieve anything
3: metronome again right. All <laughs> what, what'd you metronome? say like, my friend must have some money yeah come in mean, here I'm so all confused oh this, my friend must have some money I gotta put more shit on the rider <laughs> this guy's gonna take care of me is uh, Dead Heavens bringing their own digital board in tonight oh, f- oh, just tonight we're doing three nights here yeah every night oh fuck yeah every- <laughs>
1: shouldn't have talked to Anthrax and made it easier <laughs> we're, we have, have uh, the we're, we're having two
3: we're doing we, we, I think we sold six, six tickets we're doing two people a night for three nights straight <laughs> <laughs> Wow Yeah It's we great right That's the way we're be. doing it We're just very exclusive yeah.
0: uh, Ladies and gentlemen me. Drew Thomas is in the house
3: Yes I am Drew has and an awesome
0: at Drew, at Drew, House
3: Use that loosely Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Drew Thomas is at the bar A place exactly. he's very he used to being When I right. use the term In the house It's yes. not this
0: How's it going Drew?
3: It's going pretty good Now that I'm with you guys Yeah You yes. still
0: serving gay boys For a living? Oh, when did I ever stop? Oh my god
3: Yes, is that where the money's at? All of it I can't even tell you How much they love Drew Are
0: they still Trying to like Rub your arms
3: and my arms. Turn you around. My arms. Train, I got nothing left. I'm change all rubbed you out. You're all rubbed all out. over. <laughs> all rubbed out. I'm all rubbed out. I love that all too. Right. As soon as they came in here, I'm all <laughs> rubbed. I'm all rubbed and squeezed out. Yeah. Thanks for the George rubbing. George, we still love telling those stories about like watching guys fawn over you at the Phoenix. Oh, man. He's
0: like, oh, yeah, you're drummer Drew. I'm man. easy.
3: Yeah. yeah. I've been easy for a long time. It's life It's hard. He's like, oh, Drew's working it yesterday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I thought we were talking about music, but that's cool. I yeah. know. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of music in my life, so that's it. I know. Yeah, I know. You don't do anything. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trying to keep it that way as long as I go.
0: Did you uh, Did you just get back from tour?
3: Uh, no. A couple of various shows are about to leave for tour that with the Bronx. In, I yes. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So you go, you this is the evening. big kickoff. Oh, you're going out with the Bronx? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead Heavens. Uh, we start... Tomorrow in New Haven With the Bronx For about two weeks We uh, We played with them Last summer uh, In Orange County With Rocket from the Crypt And they're great guys And we had a really good time Fun for all I'm going to steal A thing from uh, From Twiggy Ramirez's Podcast Who? (laughs) Every every
0: time Every time
3: That's usually what people say When they bring me up Who? Every time Every time you name drop Somebody go Who? (laughs) Rocket from the Who? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking hysterical Oh man um, Yeah But yeah So it's gonna be A couple of weeks And uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to it Yeah That sounds yeah, like it's fun. good I know Are you guys I'm are you... Not, you know I always look forward to having No privacy for For a little while <laughs> 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 Oh I can't Okay and, uh, right, in, it, in
0: full disclosure Drew yeah. and I played in a band together uh, Called Godfires Man For many years uh, It was a Particularly
3: wonderful experience for myself. I think A little, all I can think of is little bottles of Jägermeister how we, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you terrorizing many towns in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What what? what you know, rowdy years, I my my, <laughs> my <laughs> rowdy years. I
0: remember those. No, they they still you exist. Try to beat me up in the van or something. Ron, uh, talking to that Mike. Let me see here. Yeah. Check one. No, it's not even on.
2: Perfect.
0: It's not even on. All right. Well, it's uh. Let's fix that problem. Um. On our own. The microphones oh, are working. Ron is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron. Right. Oh, ah, yeah. Damn it. I, t- I turned you down too far. Fuck. I can't get it. I can't get it right. I'm gonna cry. So anyway, uh, Drew played. It, Drew and I played in a band together for many years. Back um, in the forties,
3: back in the forties, <laughs> we had things like limbo and we had trolley trains.
0: Uh, a horn section. <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to travel in the back coach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: had to go in the rumble seat. <laughs> I brought that. I said that to somebody the other day. It's like back when we had taxis, we had rumble seats. Rumble seats. <laughs> didn't the, didn't the,
0: uh, the Adams family of the Munsters car have a rumble seat? Oh yeah,
3: man. That's that was it. <laughs> It yeah, was great, that was so cool. Bringing it, we it back, so cool. bringing it back. We were so cool. Right. Um, I know,
0: yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think, I think I, I might have hit Drew in the head with a
3: fucking rum bottle oh god and no it, that was the i'm sorry let's let's clarify that was the teeth oh i hit you in the <laughs> nothing, teeth. like a, nothing like you and, and and skirty that's me and squishy yes. man just, that's right that's right I we was a,
0: we emptied the snack machine
3: i emptied the snack machine <laughs> and then thought it would be uh i thought it'd be highly entertaining to to come into the uh hotel the uh what was it one of those uh the, the f1 you're right the f1 in f1, england f1, yeah. to uh to uh, awaken to my surprise I was awakened to a, a empty rum bottle to the face yes. most specifically to, uh, to my incisor well I you think. deserved it but that's cool you know I got, I got like it a, was one uh, of the
0: few times I've ever seen gold Drew caps actually and, uh,
3: get upset about people partying around him. and I was come on guys you can't go doing that <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool it's, it's, it's really it's pushing not cool. the boundaries. I think, I, I, think, I, think it, I mean it's cool you know usually but you know it's a rum bottle my teeth yeah, like you're going to make fun of us with <laughs> be drunk yeah. Fuck you dude Yeah right and, uh, That's calling the black The kettle yeah. The black metal <laughs> <laughs> Black kettle metal yeah, Black kettle is metal Is that black kettle metal but, Oh that's oh. that's our new thing right Yeah Yeah Oh, yeah. oh man that's mine Trademark True Thomas tra- yeah. I'm not even going <laughs> to right, exactly. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say Interview I'm with an Drew idea Thomas
0: man say, This is the black kettle metal episode <laughs> This is the black kettle metal hour I'm saving I'm changing the name of, the, of our podcast
3: The black yeah, kettle, kettle way metal Right Black kettle metal all I right. think we used to just call each
0: other kettle. All right. I
3: know, right? That's it. I know. What's <laughs> up, kettle? What's up, kettle?
0: Is it, Can I be I'm kettle one? Because I'm doing a shot. Just let me bar. be kettle one.
3: <laughs> kettle one, <laughs> one? That was it. That's, right. That's what we used to call hey, it.
0: I just walk up to Drew, like he's standing in right. the bar talking to somebody. Come like, on. What's up, kettle one? I right. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah, you know what it's, I'm it's doing. I've never, I've never seen uh ladies react to a human being the way that they react. Drew was
3: it's, that run in fear?
0: I go no. like that guy's really weird. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. He's, a, he's a beautiful man. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, yeah, uh, we we have some we have some questions for you, and uh, you, you have a very right. interesting history. Um, so I I know you're not huge on talking about. The past? No, no. I, with um, you guys, I'll talk about anything. But I mean, you know, maybe that's because we always had so much in the present yeah. to speak of. Yes. Uh, but I was telling a story to Ron off Mike about when we were talking about you. I'm not a huge Youth of Today fan.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's I, your uh, okay. right. Yeah, one of you guys was cool. <laughs> Do you know which one? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually don't. You can, guys can fight it out. All I right. just... I didn't... Right. Uh, uh, yeah. It wasn't
0: my thing. Um, All right. And it kind of technically wasn't your thing either, but... Well, know, it was at the time. You were so young.
3: It was at the time. So, yeah.
0: so Drew, Drew... I I was like, Drew, how old were you when you played on that first Youth Today record? Obviously... I think we were drunk and I wasn't thinking straight. But I also didn't know how old Drew was. Mm-hmm. So that was like, yes. you know, I was like, I was like, maybe he's like 50 and he just looks really good. I <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm 70 already and I just look really Holy bad. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> you're 17? Really? Yes. Wow. i yes, 17. Um, so, uh, new, so he yeah. was like, oh, I was 13. Was and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I or you're 14.
3: I, yeah, I started with, with playing with Crippled Youth when I was 13. And we did our first show. Uh, I believe when I was 14 at the Anthrax in uh, the old one. It's Stanford, Connecticut, and it just happened to be an amazing show that we got booked on. The first show that we did was with The Descendants. Uh, we, we went there. Me and Matt would go there probably for about a year before we played there while we were starting to do a band, and we gave Brian Sheridan a cassette tape of our stuff, and he was like, wow, this is kind of a novelty. There weren't a lot of really young bands that were – well that were that young at the time you know most of them instead of being 13 were 17 so yeah. so uh, so yeah, everyone right? yeah exactly like we're we're really old. everyone was super old 17 years old so <laughs> so I uh, no wonder there was British because they couldn't fucking exactly drink. you know right like, uh, well, the drinking I think, I think, 18 I, think back uh, then. I think slice soda would get you drunk at the time uh, yeah
1: yeah. you just drank Chalt and right? right exactly and right, Exactly. Creative.
3: CNC cola so uh, <laughs> so we got on the descendant show which was a great show for us because it was a really big show for for the Anthrax, and everybody from New York and surrounding Connecticut came to the show. So at that particular show, we happened—I happened to meet not only all the guys that in Youth of Today, but also people like Richie from Underdog, and, and all you know that whole like a lot of that New York contingent. Um, so we made a lot of friends, and right away became fast friends with the guys from Youth of Today, and they found a way to kind of incorporate us into their... Their scene and you know that was that from there we just kind of uh, hung out enough that I became familiar with with their material because we were we both were kind of in the local area together in Westchester and um, when they went through a couple of different drummers early on they kind of were stuck right around the time that they had to go on tour with seven seconds um and I oh that that must have sucked yeah it was really rough to be <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow I really you know I have to go out with like two of my favorite bands so was this, on tour. so you were you were fourteen were you, I was fourteen you were a freshman in high school I was yeah I was actually a freshman in high school and somehow my parents were like okay yeah sure you can go to Canada this and Detroit, is like summer it was the, it summertime it was a the summertime the, okay. the, the exactly the the tour that I started doing I might have actually that was the first tour but I think I started playing with them I think the first show I did was in Albany at the VFW Hall in Albany back in the winter so I had started playing with them I remember being at uh, our friend Dave Stein's place He would put on shows at VFW he was Hall Originally, actually. Okay Yeah, he grew up right near us Okay, yeah Dave, Dave yeah. would put on all the shows up there And I remember being, uh, you know uh, In his place while we were rehearsing And, and after we would rehearse uh, Ray and Purcell working on songs For Break Down the Walls I remember them doing like uh, A number of things Like Honesty, stuff like that and uh I didn't think that far ahead you know that, that I was going to be doing stuff with them, but it just kind of became uh like I, like a in spot for me, and they were happy with it, I guess for a while um, as long as I was doing it and then we uh I started to you know rehearse that stuff with them and and it was it was kind of uh it was just kind of a natural thing it was hard for me though, because I was still busy with with. Crippled Youth, which eventually became bold, so it was like they were kind of like, well, "Which one are you going to do, dude?" Because you know they wanted to play, be playing shows, and I had to leave with Youth of Today that summer to do this tour because I couldn't find anybody. And it was actually a really, a really great tour for me. It was like the first time I'd gone to Detroit uh, and to Chicago. So the Crippled Youth guys were like pissed off. At you. They were. Like, it was in their what? in their voices that hadn't changed yet. I, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was those were the good days, you, man. right? Those were, yeah. <laughs> there you, man. He really stabs in the back. <laughs> I, love, I love hardcore sayings and, and really and high that, voices. There it began. Unity, man. <laughs> Friendship. It's not really cool, man. Stand together. Talk is fucking cheap, dude. Why don't you fucking wise up, man?
0: I think you would tribal need to just do down. stand-up, dude. Just <laughs> real specific hardcore oh, stand-up. I know, but me and Walt to get together.
3: Audience, this but is, but is enough. It's pretty fucking we, good. Yeah, forget me and Walt to get together. This this We wouldn't even... This would just go on for hours. Oh my God! Yeah, but uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, we had, a, you know, it was great. The thing is, and it was easy, you know, for me to somehow to escape and, and get on tour. My parents are really cool about letting me go, and which was a big deal for being that young.
1: It's amazing at that age. Yeah,
3: yeah, uh, I mean, truly, it was. It was very cool. But before that tour happened, I, I believe like the the fall of my freshman year was the first time I played here in New York at CBGB's. I, it was, uh, I think it was 80, it must have been the summer of 86. Today, that was you day, yeah, we opened for Agnostic Front. Uh, I think the, it, 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 they, they, I think, initially today played with them because Ray was good friends with them when Victim and Pain came out. But this was the next record, the one with I think Eliminator Cause for alarm. Yeah, yeah with Eliminator, Lover, right? Lover. Yeah. Right or whatever.
1: What was it's when they crossed over, right? They started. To cross
3: that was over, before yeah. the record came out, though, and it was what would it was be great. Your
1: Did they cross over at that point, Ron?
0: Um, was that full crossover? I think that
1: was crossover. I what think it? it's crossover I, for
3: cool, sure, right? I mean, that's, that's, double like, crum- base on that's it. like when like era of like Crumb Suckers yes, were, and, exactly. and and that record and, and, and then mags were New York, was, were, you know, New York I,
1: was getting a lot of metal. I'd say Crumb Suckers is probably the one that really brought it. In, yeah, and crumbers, right.
3: And, and Leeway crumbers. too. Definitely, Leeway, Leeway was, was another like one. one. All those dudes are great, man. I loved I loved all of them. I mean, it was hard for me with some of it work for me because I was pretty at the time pretty purist. I liked a lot of the New York stuff like Antidote, like the Victim and Pain record. Yeah, and that's what I that was my definition in New York, is, but I was you know, a metalhead like, first. Okay. So, it was so like, we, that was the opposite. For me, it was the opposite. Like, exactly.
1: Right. You were the hardcore kid. Just yeah. I
3: think that's what me. was cool about like, uh, about like, like Chrome Max. I think they kind of, at that time, I think they really did a good blend with that kind of stuff. Cause I, you know, that was the first thing. Cause I really wasn't into, you know, and I don't think they were that crossed over until a little bit later, but, but it was cool. You know, we had that for me, like going to that show it was a real eye opening because Agnostic Front played again. I got lucky with a lot of the shows that I did early on. Like I said, like this I played Crippled Youth, played with Descendants, we played with Seven Seconds. We got I a spoke with Crippled Black Youth. Flag. Like these are shows that wow. you know, you would just go like yeah. what? How did you guys get these and shows? Yeah. And then right. And like these are, you know, people that I was loved their records. You know, I was a punk, you know, hardcore kid and I'm like, I'm playing with all these guys, you gotta be kidding me. And then Agnostic Front, you know, was the first show I did at CB. So I just got really lucky. With uh, some of the shows that these bands got booked on, and so everybody was at the show. It was so cool to see you know the, all the guys from like murphy 's Law all the guys from you know uh, the Chromags, all these guys, you know all these guys from these different you know that all these characters from New York City were at the show, and it was just i 'm just like this kid from you know westchester that's been playing hardcore for you know a year and a half and it was just pretty uh pretty mind-blowing you know but that's awesome yeah it was cool though it was you know for me it was you know it was uh it was just kind of like okay i gotta go play drums and do this it's like i i was pretty used to, to walking into a place and being able to do that without with no fear pretty early on which is how i knew i wanted to do it right now i have more fear than ever i'm scared to do this right
1: now already you <laughs> shouldn't be scared of this. I right, should totally be. I have a question about crippled youth. It, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if it was crippled youth or bold at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was still crippled youth. Okay, but you guys played right track in in Long Island.
3: Yeah, with Warzone a lot. We did yeah, Warzone, was, Rest in Pieces.
1: Oh, yeah, the well, god they used to call it Birth of Unity. It'd Be like ten bands for yeah, three bucks. Sure, yeah, those was cool. Uh, those shows were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was ridiculous. What a ripoff! Like, yeah, total rip-off <laughs> <laughs> You'd see like three Crackdown, bucks. Warzone, Gorilla yeah, Biscuits. Yeah. Like ten bands like that for three dollars. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, Straight ahead played a yeah, couple of them. That's right. And uh, I remember that was the first time I saw you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was Crippled Youth still. Yeah. I knew you were selling the single that night because I bought the single off you guys. Yeah. I don't know if you had changed the name yet. I but, think
3: uh, it was right around that time. You probably did. I remember. I think the per- end of I think John I, I, think, I think I per- think John Priscellia had a bit we had a hand in it. I remember like me him and Matt like taking a train home uh from some New York show or something. And I think Purcell was like. Guys, you got to you got you to gotta change your name. You got to make posi. it more Yeah. Yeah, or youth Yeah, it was it was really that kind of thing, man. There was a lot of like you know, we're, oh but but it's interesting though because you know that's those kind of things are, are what create a scene. You know, it's no, like when you're. But you know, I, I do miss the fact that I, it would be interesting to know how going back in time, like the the sh- difference in the individuality of the bands, or at least us, if we hadn't been if we hadn't gone down that route. Well, you know you what know?
0: it was is that once you turned fifteen, you weren't youth anymore in the hardcore scene. <laughs> right. you were old. Right, you, 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 you were, you were like been crippled elderly. Exactly, that and, that and that crippled elderly is an interesting name. Just I know, right, it's The boy band, the
3: of, boy band uh, aspect of the hardcore scene was gone. Between the <laughs> <a> different <laughs> our, our, our choreographed moves, we had some fun shows. though. All there the was, a, pedophiles I think we did on. like uh, we did a show. Not like also uh, as Crippled Youth, we played Youth Brigade and Youth of Today up at the Rat. I did. I remember doing double. A lot of times doing double sets with Youth of Today and uh, and Crippled Youth for things like that, which was e- exhausting. I remember doing that with, in D.C. Uh, probably Safari Club, things like you know and. Uh, what are some other cool shows we did? We, we would do, uh, we did the first show, I think, with Dave Smalley, or a second show with Dave Smalley singing for Dag Nasty and, uh, wow. at, at Lupo's, they had the old Lupo's in Rhode Island, and Murphy's Law headlining. So, known <laughs> those guys for a long time. That's a that combo. was a yeah, combo. Yeah, it was Murphy's Law, uh, Dag Nasty, and Crippled Youth. That was
1: crazy, man. It's it's, some good shows. You, you yeah. mentioned something about changing the name, though. It's a huge thing. I mean, Crippled Youth has almost a punk name. I love that. I and know. And between the aesthetic of, like,. Yeah. The bold imagery Yeah And then the newer lyrics mm-hmm. Oh yeah It's totally different I mean different. It's, two, it's two different worlds yeah, yeah I mean you know Musically yeah. it's not far off But mm.
3: I think it was I think it was a big shift I mean just a progression You know sure. Well I, even, I just think it was Listening to what Was the common denominator As far as like What what like bands like Youth of Today were doing And a lot of the people that Until We got to the EP When me and Tom Were playing together And That's a different album, We went sure. into this whole a. A. shift Yeah, I mean, yeah. We had, like, we got together and we're like, oh, we can both kind of play you know Tom could really play I was like I think I can play no and, for uh, <laughs> no I like, no, 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 like, just learned this new no fruit. honestly like it was really like one of the best times I ever had like doing that thing No, but, I was but, stunned was, when that EP
1: came out because a lot of people it was, were <laughs> there was a lot of growth in a short amount of time people
3: like, a lot of people hated it but it's funny now because like I did a couple of reunion shows recently not when they first got back together but the Rev Fest stuff and seeing people singing along to like things like you know Running Like Thieves or You're the Friend stuff like that from from that I was like wow people because back. When I stopped playing with with to join into another with Richie or start playing with Richie to become into another uh, We got a lot of flack for that I mean it was before you know post hardcore and a lot of the stuff that we done It it wasn't people were like you guys suck you sold out like you know I love it when you're like 17 doing hardcore and it's like this rev thing you guys totally sold out (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was the the thing because if you
1: dare to play outside three chords, right? You know, you don't do this
3: typical mosh beat. You know, I was really like even with like stuff like Wise Up, because of like listening to a lot of like the early hip hop stuff. I really was into a lot of those beats, and not that like it's so good, but I did, or I think I copied it. But there are elements of it, like with stuff like Wise Up, and then there are just ways of portraying what I wanted to do with hardcore, bringing in stuff like whether it's some early hip hop or. Stuff like Judas Priest, there is like all. I think I'm wearing a lot of things coming in to m- into my sphere. You know, kind of uh, along with the hardcore stuff. You, at were, the time. you were growing up. You mean I was? Yeah, I was, well, up, I was becoming a young man. Yes, as a musician, it gets so stagnant. Play hardcore <laughs> oh, as much yeah. as you I mean, love the yeah. formula. That's
1: what I, It's like that's can, my my that's my
0: whole thing. Is yeah. like if when hardcore right. progresses, it's not hardcore anymore, and that's it. It's yeah. done. You're not playing right. hardcore anymore, and yeah, yeah you definitely fell victim to that it was no in doubt.
3: a lot of ways things were yeah. a lot
0: stricter before post-hardcore yeah. came you know in a in a pre-quicksand
1: world right, Quick-sand right. And Fugazi. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's it, like where yeah. things where people started to open and orange right. nine you know other right. stuff happened in new york you're not gonna
3: something. say into another okay that's not cool. yet. no no it's cool i'm not here not, not yet. yet it's fine guys <laughs> i'm not gonna say <laughs> into another yet because <laughs> we're just getting to it yeah you we're
1: going in chronological
3: order god i don't know what i've been for
0: you know into another wasn't into another had so much metal in it yeah so much metal yeah well, well, yeah, there, was the rock, were, you know, there were two guys that were there were two guys that were straight I'll up say, metal scene, and I'll say along like, with two guys
3: are from hardcore scene. So
0: yeah, it's something that I well, I mean, look at Richie's voice though. I mean, <laughs> John, right. yeah, um, yeah, Richie did right. sing hardcore, but right. it certainly was right.
3: Hardcore. But I'm saying like the was I the, mean, the dynamic. I'm just the only thing before we get off the heart, the crippled you thing is I, I'm sad that you guys didn't say what was up with lines like too many kids act like dicks, like that's straight that's I straight mean, from the heart. That's fucking. Straight, man. <laughs> I mean that's poetry March, That's true, poetry Yeah poetry Because it's, it's too many, true man it's You know true. when I was writing thi- Exactly That's true, the thing That's you know When I'm that's, It's just like One of the things I do like About some of the About some of that stuff Is just like Because it's true Why did you write that Too many kids act like dicks Because they are dicks yeah. Some things are <laughs> timeless is it, There's a little song by When you're a dick You're a dick, you're a dick. Long Island. <laughs> Most people are dicks most people, most people are dicks right. I mean that's there a timeless was a, thing. There was a dick time I think when everyone Was getting just Like calling people dicks In hardcore Let's just call that Was it the
0: time was it the time when there were a bunch of shirtless sweaty guys oh, Jumping yeah. on top of
3: each Acting other? Acting like dicks Was it that? And they were liking Mostly dicks. homophobic, ironically Jesus.
1: Yeah, Go yeah. figure <laughs> yeah. A lot of dick talk A lot of dick talk A lot of dick feel oh, in man. stuff Jump, <laughs> Jumping on your sweaty friends who were three quarters mm. naked Yeah Interesting
0: That didn't fulfill any oh, wishes man, I need today. another beer Oh my God, <laughs> slow it down, big now guy we're really you, opening You've got, right. you got a gig tonight Big gig
3: Cocos um. <laughs> I just watched that Cocos So smooth Fuck you, Logins. <laughs> Fuck you, Loggins. Ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> your, sh- your shitty questions make me want to barf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, you know, it's so uh, funny yeah. how
0: like, how old that shit is now.
3: It's like... Yeah. I know. It's like 15 years old Yeah, or I think it's up to, like, 2,000 hits on YouTube. <laughs> um, anyways. anyways, I do At believe least. we were discussing a great band called Into Another. Yes. So, so uh, <laughs> we there, yeah. No, you know, Into
0: Another was, uh, was such a fucking weird band. It, it was, was, yeah. Really fucking weird band. Uh... I remember seeing you guys first time, probably at Wetlands or something. And and it was so funny because a lot of the kids that I knew who were straight up hardcore kids were in the crowd going, fucking psycho. And i was just watching. I'm like, okay, so this band, this song sounds like Judas Priest. Right, Uh, right. Maybe you guys need to fucking chill out a little bit. It's interesting, right? And like, like, you're fucking... uh, I know. (laughs) Guitar and bass player are like just fucking wailing. Richie's like... "Ah!" Yeah, there was yeah. A real musicianship that yeah. hardcore
1: kids usually despise. Right, and they were but going they were nuts for it, it. and never
0: got it. I, I never understood that. It was such a. It was, but that was
1: made
3: it Good so difficult though, because I think we just wanted to play music and expected that somehow, like we, like the gates were going to open up and we'd be able to get to a large crowd. But I think because of like, especially the past, mine and Richie's past, uh, it was just a lot of hardcore kids gravitated to it. So it kind of. Put us in a position where we got a lot of shit for, you know, you. oh, you guys, again, the whole thing, a, a lot of times about selling out, you know, and I, I just thought, well, I just want to play music and dress like an f- idiot, like a freak, <laughs> you know. I, I just want to wear uh, purple purple straight pants and, and get had Oh, the boas. The boas, yeah, the feather boas. Pe- I just wanted to piss people off that in that scene. They ended up liking it.
1: I was actually impressed that Hardcore Kids were open for Into Another, because I just yeah. figured they would just... No matter what the pedigree mm. of the band was, that they mm-hmm. would just see it and hate it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched three quarters of them actually really like it. Yeah, yeah, and, it's cool. Uh, which was surprising because some of them were so. Those kids are so rudimentary musically. But, but if it's nice to be able, outside right. the box. They get so easily confused. But I think yeah. at that time there was enough going on where people were taking outside influences in. Yeah, and there was a lot right. of Hardcore was actually. Exactly. Evolving at that point, right. and, and was, you guys were the weirdest
0: results. fucking band of all. I, you were, but, but I, I like the
1: visual going, not just the musical yeah, change. The but bombs. I, I like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was shit going on on stage. You
3: you couldn't <laughs> miss Drew yeah. show. Oh man, it's some bad stuff. I was looking at some stuff recently. It's I should have looked that dude, stuff. Up again. He's just raiding
0: his girlfriend at the time's fucking
3: closet. <laughs> fucking yeah, right. T- exactly the, the uh, euro the euro closet. the we played Dolls of Hardcore, yeah. When we played
0: together, when we were playing in a band together, I always wanted him to do it. Like, come on, just bring the bow out. Oh, yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: like we need to look. I got to look. a fucking yeah. I think be, it's
3: got to be somewhere. I needed Drusky to help me with it my look. There's probably some. There's probably some some homeless guy wearing it, like on uh, you know somewhere in Astoria, <laughs> recreating I like, the, yeah. the, I like, that. That
1: well, it's mine. a guy wearing it. recreating your promo shots. Are
3: both? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. It's
1: interchangeable, really. But,
3: yeah, exactly. But, but it was cool. I, I like the fact that you know people. Yeah, I just was kind of hoping that it didn't it, that we just open people's ears up to stuff and and maybe make a little bit of a difference in terms of swing like what the what the norm was that people were listening to oh, yeah. that to me was like the most important thing and I think to some degree we did that a little bit it made it really hard for us uh, as opposed to our peers I think to to get signed for a while because we were just like you said. Party. I think we were just really – it was really hard for labels to digest it because yeah. it was like, what is this? Like, how are we going to sell this? It was well, very
1: hard to classify, and I wouldn't exactly. know – they wouldn't know how to market it right. even if they wanted to. And
3: that was the thing and for they a didn't. long time. They didn't. It was, <laughs> they did not And it was – exactly, inevitably, but it was only because we ended up having such a good crowd – Towards the mid nineties or, or like you know around ninety four, that uh, it was kind of undeniable because like people people started coming down from from some yeah. labels and they were like, Wow, these guys are actually selling these clubs out. And when you yeah. do that the rooms were packed. Yeah. And you were getting and that's, that excites visceral these people. reactions. Yeah. Kids were reacting yeah. like hardcore yeah. kids, not just standing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah uh,
0: you can't deny it at that point. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: That's a thing. So that, that kind of happened. But it took it took a while. I mean, in the in the interim it was like, you know, quicksand had gotten signed a couple of years prior i think orange nine had gotten yeah, signed too. i mean i remember i lived with walter and tom uh on stanton street no, for, no, no, no come, come, on, on, come, come on man come on man Be sad. Be but sad. uh it was it was uh it was it was amazing because those guys from the get-go um i think were you know were off and running and i we lived for, together for about uh it was actually john perselli lived there too it was his place and we all kind of left to go to Europe. Some hardcore kid just fucking came that. in his pants. <laughs> I, <about> <laughs> I know. Here's right the the apartment. Oh. Um, Purcell, oh. Rifles, oh, Purcell, Capone, Purcell. and me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wait. funny
0: apartment, too. That's a, that's a bunch of funny people living together. It was pretty interesting. That's I, a sitcom. I, it we was, should have that sitcom. It, hey, I, it's I know. Wacky <laughs> <side> hijinks.
3: <laughs> we would like, we were starring. We had, Hardcore Mr. reality Mr. Chip. show. Purcell had his own room. We, me and, and Tom and, and Walter had one room. We had this like loft thing and it was just pretty much like, you know, it, it, I don't know how we all managed to do that but didn't last super long but it was pretty amazing because we were right down the street from CB's and it was like you know Helmet would be playing one night and they're like you know just Just living that Lower East Side life it was oh man I got the sitcom, so, though.
0: Dude, check it out. You all, have to, you all have to be the nicknames that I have for you. So it's like <laughs> starring Wally Wanowin, <laughs> Drewski. Oh, man. Come wait, on now. I've had so many for you. Stupid Doom, Stupid Doom Doom. Ultimate Doom. Stoop. <laughs> Ultimate Stoop. <laughs> stupidest the stupidest of sh- all Stoops. I, I think and, that's the one that's stuck. And Chippy, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Chips. <laughs> Tom Capone, he yep. man alive, Mr. Uh, Chips. Good times, good times. <laughs> yeah. No nah, man, what's the news, Jimmy? Go <laughs> <laughs> mock, no mock. Um, anyway, so so uh, so into another gets signed. Was there a bidding war? Into another, uh, was a, it?
3: a very a slight one. I think there was like if, if a war is between like three two labels, it is. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You, two well, labels fighting. You could, fight three, you could three. Two right. is a, no. Obviously, you uh, fooled yeah. Hollywood into into. Yeah, no. Was I one. think initially, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's you all that matters. I think I called in myself. Like there's, uh, we. I really want to sign these guys. You <laughs> you, <pretended laughs> you were. Uh, line, I, like, pretending I'm super rich. I really like to put down a million dollar offer
0: on these guys. At that time, there was the fucking crazy how much money was. being Oh, it was ridiculous. I
3: think the initially. Uh, Dave Walter was at uh, this A&R guy was at Mercury and he was into the band and he kind of started everything off so Mercury was was really interested in it and that kind of once that they actually put down a solid offer like we had some other things that were you know they, obviously that's just the way it was going for obscene amounts of money I know I, I remember getting that Hollywood offer for my particular oh, experience
0: man. and uh, you know what I turned it down yeah. for a deal that was oh, what is it uh well, there was 360. It was one number, and another number was 80. And I yeah. went for the 80.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, I quote unquote wanted to have a career. I know. You think you? Yeah, you think yeah. that's the way it's going to work. add hundred thousand so dollars. We didn't do a publishing bank. deal when we were into another. We got offered like you know at the time, as soon as you're we getting signed, we're like, no, we're not going to do. It. You know, we'd rather just like keep our publishing. Oh, that's real smart. Well, it can be. Well, it can be. Well, be, but can be. In theory, it, but I guess yeah. you have to
1: think ahead. Like, does this stuff have the potential long term? Yeah, but you don't. You don't think like you that yeah, You, you do not think about that.
3: Especially that. back then, you no. definitely didn't think about. Why, that I wish someone had said, like, how about this? How about you get a giant publishing deal and invested in like Apple stock? Yeah, okay, or yeah. Google. That's exactly, Something called <laughs> Google. Exactly. I had a fucking you know, that business manager, great. and they, I know. T- they were supposed to tell me They were supposed to tell you that stuff. How about this? How about you have seventy five thousand dollars? Go buy an apartment for twenty five thousand dollars in the nineties. Instead, 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 you know what? I got worth a one million. I know. Hey guys, we're gonna set up a. 401k for you what the fuck well, is that yeah, I know like
0: I'm gonna make any money exactly over the next
3: fucking five yeah years? right exactly we'll put you on a salary of eight hundred dollars a month and you know, I'm like, that's great When you're living on like pea, uh, Split pea soup once a day You know, that, anything sounds good Or that, you know Your $20 per diem and Right you gotta even, get back on not the roof even, right. $20 per right. diem
0: right. Yeah, here's five
3: bucks In a can of soup Now, and enjoy You like a king Yeah, right so you Exactly think. But I'm living my dreams uh, Yeah, right You know, they're my this dreams is great. This is so cool You go hang out with your friends And you're like Yeah
0: you have, to, you have to hope That one of your bandmates Becomes a bartender somewhere Yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's the, That's the after That's the
3: aftershock You sick. know Please, can I have a drink for free that's Yeah. drown
1: your afterwards
0: I'm still I had that. I had that with Adam Marino. Yeah, I (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah,
3: exactly. I'd literally
0: walk in at the beginning of a shift Mm -hmm. and leave at the end. Right, (laughs) I know. Yeah. So what do you? What were you left with after your major label deal? Well, a drinking problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. right. So I had to a, de- uh, a, a, a clinical depression. Yeah. Cl- uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a a hat of a particular record label. I yeah, think was... a baseball cap. A baseball. Yeah, that was great. And a in uh, one bag. <Yeah>.
0: Which I still haven't unpacked from Right
3: toe. Right exactly So alright So into another Get signed to Hollywood
0: And you guys So now you guys Have fucking stars in your eyes You're like We're gonna be I remember the, I remember in that time It was very much like Oh man these guys You know they just signed This big deal Fuck rock stars mm-hmm. I keep seeing Drewski Out at the fucking Brit pop shows <laughs> oh I was the only God. other person I knew who was at The Shed <laughs> 7 show oh, Like and right? CDs And it's funny, man. fucking brownies yeah. And like and, Suede and Suede my favorite mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Me and, too
3: Yeah that's a uh, I saw yes. them. I saw uh, Counting Crows open for them at uh, oh, wow. some place uptown. The it was amazing. First record. Counting Crows opened. Uh, I, I didn't know who the fuck they were, uh, nor did I really care that much, but, uh, because I was there to see Suede, and it was one of the best shows I ever saw. It was right around the time the first record came out. Ooh. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was so good. So amazing. But I digress. <laughs> Ron's just sitting there going, "Fuck you
0: guys."
1: Well, I already went through yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Know and, you,
0: and, yeah, and at
3: this point, my hair
0: is looking good mm. as, as well. So I'd mm. see Drew, and we were both dressed kind of cool. He's dressed way, way more glam than I ever did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the balls because I think I was still living on Long Island. Mm. It was maybe it was pre. You never went over
1: the top with the world's
0: fashion. fastest car. It was just so Oasis. It didn't want to stop, you know. Mm, but yeah. I, you know, the, why wouldn't you at that time? Right? And, and I, I think, called
1: you Artie Oasis for a while.
0: Yeah, you should have. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was. Uh, I was totally cool with that. Um unfortunately the, the the people I was playing for didn't exactly get it. Um anyway, uh so
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so, yeah it, it would be like you Garrett Scott Weingard.
3: Uh,
2: it's like,
0: yeah. Those those, I, I
3: didn't really, really know that at the time, but it was like, yeah, all those people that would Texas show guys. up at that. Yeah. Until I started hanging out with Garrett later. Yeah. So, but, so, but it's funny. So
0: Hollywood, you, the record comes out, you fucking tour in the world and elsewhere. Did some shows. You know. did, did a few shows. Some,
3: did you did do some full-blown films. tours in the States? We did. You know, it was always kind of like uh, bits and pieces here and there. Like we did a bit of the first Warp Tour. We did... Oh, uh, I saw
0: you guys in Florida. Yeah. when uh, that was with Civ and Quicksand and Orange 9. We, yeah, we did... Uh, Sick of uh, Sublime.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was the first one. And uh, we also did... Um, stuff like we play with uh, our first show was actually with white zombie at the pyramid in new york or like that's when, like interesting Was your current
0: bandmate in the band
3: uh which which what, i'm
0: sorry oh paul no yeah.
3: i know it's no i don't think paul i think that was just a, you know that's a really good question i'll have to ask him i never even thought to ask him yeah. that i thought I was i thought <laughs> i was just really wrong yeah no. it's like
0: fuck, did i fuck
3: that me up me and paul are so close we don't even talk about our past but uh but it's funny because he—I he, don't know that—that that would maybe it was just after it was after him because those guys are together already a while. It was like so by 90, that point, White Zombie 90, started to get
1: big. And I think he was out.
3: I think he was out. I think he, yeah, because it was real early stuff. Yes, so I don't think yeah. he was. But the reason I bring it up because we would we did um, like we did a tour with White Zombie, like that was with them and the Ramones. Uh, I think it was the Ramones' last tour. So that was that would be like mid '90s. We do you know we do things here and there. We'd play with, like with Rage Against the Machine, I think, a couple of times mm. like California, some stuff. Well, we already I you know knew Zach from Inside Out and shit like that. So I mean, it was we just do like things. It wasn't like you know I think we we were in a situation with Hollywood that uh, they were trying to figure out what we were suitable to go out with, and that and was a ahead. very exactly. again it kept yeah. haunting us. Yeah. Like we we weren't really you know uh, an easy band to. You know place on the road with It was somebody. almost it like It still happens It still happens Like it's very hard for us To do reunion shows Because we still Don't mix well With a lot of things It's like if we don't do Headlining shows I did I did a reunion tour with you Yeah That's right That's right. That was Stoop a, That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. No it was It was really good I think yeah, it
0: you was know, That was the first one and Yeah were That was a lot of fun. Super stoked And yeah Yeah I mean I, I, I think we were just Post hardcore enough to Well we're pretty fucking 90s post hardcore But and mixture of metal that it worked pretty well, but yeah, I don't think anybody paid attention to us anyway. Like, well, I
3: always right. feel like so much yeah. of the time that's the case, and it yeah. even is a case like like you know we, we talk about it with doing Dead Heavens, even though it's, you know with Walter, I, I uh, you know singing for the band and playing guitar as one of Walter's bands. I, I you know I love Dead Heavens and doing stuff generally as a headlining band uh, because. It's, it's, a, it's, it's still a little bit of a tough spot to be in because we like what we're doing and we want to, you know, get to also to other crowds. But generally speaking, when you go out with a band that has a crowd, they're not really paying that much attention to who's opening. You know how you get them yeah. to pay attention, you know. Drew? I learned this. Jump time. over the drum riser? Do a split? Karate kicks? No, no. I tried Sorry, I'm that. wearing a Van Halen no, shirt. No, just be a total asshole. To
1: <laughs> yeah. I was
3: yeah, that, uh, I know you're familiar with that already. Yeah. <laughs> you know... So, no one would uh, ever uh, deny you that. Particular, my friend. particular night, um, <laughs>
0: I was on tour with Corn, where I was booed off stage by five thousand people for about ten minutes. It was still building wasn't just doing one night. That's real heat. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, it probably and, wasn't just one night. There was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true because well because at that point maybe fifty people I paid attention to us out of ten thousand every night. So right. once I and drives you nuts after a while. No, I said oh, so it's like right. Scooby Doo. It's like right. like you say. Hey, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he just say
3: fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is yeah. true inter- It is interesting. Did he just say that corn yeah. fans are stupid? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've you seen too. some some. Those have been always been some... You know, you see something like that happen. I There's love like, when that happens. Like Brian Jonestown Massacre. You know, seeing like Anton come up with some stuff. It's amazing, man.
1: You I know? saw Flipper open for Guar and yeah. just get... And it was by the time Guar was really popular and that crowd was fully metal. Yeah. The early days they had more of a punk following. But, yeah, I mean, Flipper... Barely is recognized as music by anyone, much less like metal guys. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they just got assaulted and they loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, it's yeah fun. it gets fun. And Bark Market did an yeah. opening for Slayer one day oh at Irving Plaza. How they even had the balls to do that? Oh, what Jesus. The fuck? Yeah. Because that's a real I, hostile crowd yeah, that will potentially. And Bark, really? Yeah,
0: Bark Market was,
3: was pretty But poppy, Sardi didn't give a around. fuck. <laughs> I say it, like, you're going to be a ma- serious masochist to, to say yes to that
1: as that liked. band.
0: It was the, and the Unsane. I could see, so- I could see Sardi being like yeah, fucking... It's great. Sardi, Sardi yeah. being surly on that great. one. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> hey, he seemed to like thrive on it. It was. And I was the only one who liked... It was them yeah. and Unsane too. And yeah. I was the only one who actually right. loved all three bands. It was like, these guys fucking suck and they throw beer at... Not Unsane. The Unsane were heavy enough that they got a pass. But Bark Market, I mean...
0: Who's... Game Face... Played, uh-huh. uh, this show at the Fonda Theater years ago. I was out in L.A. and I forget. Who, I think they opened for somebody ridiculous, like Avenged Sevenfold. So I can't fucking remember who it was, but they were getting pelted with shit all uh, the whole time. Where it made it really the, hard to play. It's so
3: hard, dude. I remember uh, we. I did a show one time, a festival called like a Livestock Festival, and uh, it was out in like around Tampa, and uh, like Filter played and some some bands like that. And what man, band were you in at the time? I was in Into Another, okay. and it was like a fucking monsoon and it turned the entire you know oh, entire it was, field. Mud it, was, fight? it was one of those big mud fights and they oh had, like
1: Green Day Woodstock oh kind of it was things?
3: crazy and, and it's just like we were about to go on and it was just after it rained and the whole field was mud and everyone was going bring on the next bed <laughs> and we were just like oh my god we are like that's they, when you. That's when you pull the Green Day at you know, Woodstock we like, and just cover yourself just not in mud. Put our gear up here or anything? Could we? You know, you know they what brought, a bunch they of prissy bitches you were. Have some fun to with it. Him. They brought down like a screen. Oh my they, god! They, no, they did this for the band because I guess it wasn't the first time. And it just they're throwing. It was like Blues Brothers, but with just like mud hitting <laughs> shit. It was, <laughs> it was some crazy shit. I was just. I had some. Some fucked up shit. One time when we were doing Playing with a White Zombie and we were opening some big, like, burly sort of barbarian motherfucker takes one of those giant auditorium toilet paper dispensers, those rolls that are black truck tires, and just wings the whole fucking thing. Was he a fucking Olympic discus guy? Dude, (laughs) it missed my fucking head by about three inches, and I just felt the wind, and I was like, I would be dead. Like, I don't know how, like, I got so lucky but it went like he was amazing by the way he should have been Olympic it went right <laughs> between the t- it went right between the two crash symbols. It just missed my head man he's probably I'm kind of yeah, you know what if, my it, head.
0: if it was a modern if it was the modern day with yeah. iPhones and stuff somebody would have videoed that right oh, I know and that guy really would have been, been, that, that guy yeah. would have been in the Olympics oh,
3: yeah exactly lost opportunity yeah it was lost. he probably would have made me a lot smarter than I am today um, I'd be like a lawyer coming off the tour well you see it's rid of habeas corpus and such
0: <laughs> what
3: happened I got hit in the head with a toilet paper dispenser and now Am, you, know, uh, you know what Game
0: Face did at that show, though, is they just stood there. <laughs> yeah. They just stood there. They were like, yeah. they just,
3: they were like hit us. Yeah. And they just made
0: feedback for, like, a really oh, obscenely long time. They didn't play. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just let people hit them. Oh, Jesus.
3: I don't know. I couldn't react
0: they, that way. Uh, I
1: Jeff, wouldn't react that way uh, no, either, man. I don't, I, Jeff, I, Jeff I said, no like, hits. the quarters
0: kind of hurt, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they got yeah. paid. It picked up off the stage. Yeah, that's exactly. Just Yeah, keep
0: throwing them keep throwing him I, 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 I got some ramen noodles yeah, to get exactly. to eat tonight thank you exactly uh, <laughs> so so into another puts out their major liberal record you do some cool touring it's fucking cool what i want to hear about definitely
3: is the the lost album oh uh there's so not it's, that much to hear about to it. i never was that big i didn't really like it that much people talk i think it it's way better that it has some some aspect of mystique to it because it didn't come out has it made it
0: onto youtube yet
3: or I, I don't i have no idea i don't check that all? stuff no it is people have it we went to uh when we had a big falling out with hollywood records we were in limbo for about a year and at the same time i was working with garrett clon from texas as a reason on starting a new band but we couldn't i couldn't divulge that because we were in having contractual issues. Then uh, Hollywood got a new uh, group of executives together and put us in England to record a record because I was really... Me and Richie were into a lot of uh, techno-type stuff at the time, Prodigy and things like that. So we worked with this guy, Neil McClellan, who uh, worked with the Prodigy, and we went to a place called Strongroom Studios where Orbital did their stuff. And so I was kind of into the aspect of combining, early on, combining some electronic stuff into another... It really didn't go super well. I just don't think it had that much order to it, and there was nobody running the ship. Really, like, the, it was just very, very loose, and Richie ended up being out there for months trying to coordinate everything, and I was already busy doing, trying to start a band called The New Rising Suns with Garrett, and uh, didn't have a lot of interest at that point. I feel like i in gotten- You were you know, hiding know, away at a studio on Attorney Street? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, I was, and then, you know, half, you half of, and then Richie was hiding away in, uh, in, in London, you know, doing this work on this record with, with Neil, and I just, uh, there's a lot of issues with it. I feel like we, we were having a lot of internal issues uh, you know, Peter didn't have a lot of room to do his thing nor did Tony a lot of my stuff was like I wanted to start doing loops for the first time I would play live and you know to, uh, to a click and then try to cut a lot of the stuff up and it was like an experiment in trying to do a more electronic record and that wasn't that widely done with the crossover between you know this like a lot of grunge and shit like that was still popular yeah and so yeah, there were some bands like Sneaker Pimps I think were doing stuff like that Massive Attack well that's um, I mean that's trip hop and yeah I guess that's a combination of it's not really right. rock but that's but the it. thing so but we,
1: to mix that with your sound so, right, but makes that, you even that more was, bizarre and unmarketable it, than you were in the it, first exactly
3: place. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly the way it went Hollywood <laughs> dropped us that was the record that they have, they finally said okay you guys are out of here
1: well props to you musical integrity well
3: thank you I tried I'd, I'd i tried love <laughs> to know how much money was <laughs> tried, spent on it you know I tried something didn't, I told the story of uh, most of my shit I tried That's gonna
1: <laughs> do you think though that the idea you took the progression time,
3: too far man too far. all too far <laughs>
1: do you think the idea though was still a good one it's just you yeah. didn't have enough time absolutely. to kind of make it absolutely
3: I think that, you know eventually bands did it well you know right. and if we had the right you know not that i'm trying to say anything bad against neil the people we work with but i think if we had uh, a better support system and a better i you know uh, stronger production uh, going uh, team helping us with this it might have the ideas might have come to fruition in a better way right. yeah. but it, you know we were just we had these songs that were into another songs and then we're trying to turn them into a, into another meets like you know massive attack or prodigy yeah. and how you make that leap is a lot about who you're working with right. to get Definitely. you there, and yeah. we just couldn't Especially make. because you're
1: new to that sound, right. and you don't know how to do it. On exactly, your own it's face, essentially so. a remix. It's it's a th- essentially, a remix record.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's exactly in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah I think it was. I think it was. The, uh, I, I, I'm not crazy about it. I just don't think it has a lot of energy. I don't think it has a lot of vitality. I think it's a really. Yeah, I think it's really flat. We a lot of the ideas we tried for. Uh, it was probably like you know the first time that, that int- we had done sort of like pro tools type of thing with uh, into another i think that was the first time i was ever experienced pro tools or anything like that to to, to do uh, you know cut stuff up and do things so every until then it was just like you know i still work with metronome starting with uh probably ignorance was the first time use a click track but that was still tape you know cutting tape yeah so that was probably my first experience with like oh this thing called pro tools you know back when we were kids <laughs> I like like I'm like the Pepperidge Farm guy. <laughs> I like I'm combining like What's Pepperidge it? Farm. Remembers Pro Tools.
0: This
1: is Star Wars Pro Tools.
0: This is going to open you up to a whole new world of voiceover work, dude. Yeah,
1: you got a new career coming. You got a new career. Oh, it's... oh god! It's a, it's you can a... Put away the drum set. Yeah, please. It's... Help me.
0: Yeah, help me.
3: Jesus, help me.
0: <laughs> so, uh, tell us about. Uh, uh, teaching Tara Reid how to play drums for uh, Josie and the Oh man,
3: that that was kind of a, a random thing. We uh, into another did Seamless at London Bridge in Seattle with Rick Parasher, uh, who's now dead. A lot of, everyone we work with is almost Tony's Jesus dead. Christ. Fred Sturr. Fred Sturr, <laughs> Stur, who did the Tool Sober video and did the Mutate Me video, is dead. Rick Parasher, I didn't dead. know that guy died. My what? soul, I've noticed, my soul is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your liver's dead. <laughs> but but uh, there was the 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 the. There was a really uh, cool girl who was doing, a woman now, a woman, uh, Amy Phillips, who was working at London Bridge, and uh, we became friends. So um, a few years, a couple years after that, uh, she calls me and says, Drew, my friend Deb Parker, is going to be doing a film, Josie and the Pussycats, and Tara Reed's going out with Carson Daly, so she'd be in New York. They need a, a drum instructor, and I was like, huh. You know, I was like, that's interesting. Uh, at first, I was like, "Ah, yeah, I'm so lazy about stuff." I was like, "Do I want to teach drums?" And then I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm going to do that!" Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, totally. That so uh, like a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah exactly. Yeah. And, what then, it and like. then I became familiar with what Hollywood money is like when you uh, are an instructor of something. It was great. So yeah. and Tara was super cool, man. She was like so. Is uh, that before she had a boob job? <laughs> I'm, pretty sure no, a, no, I'm not going to reply to any of that. She's all got these, some, she's these some more questions already. Had but I do stuff. I do know that we had uh, a really, a really fun time with, uh, I'd, I'd probably give her like an hour's worth of drum lessons and then we'd go drink uh, margaritas for about five hours and somehow she absorbed the knowledge because I don't think I did such a great job as necessarily teaching her, but I, I look at that and though the film is, is probably uh, unwatchable in, in, in ways. Some people, I guess it's a cult film, uh, she actually looks like I taught her to play. I'm like, oh, she kind of moves like I do. I got she had those great moves. Courtesy, 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 you're <laughs> talking you this. <tom>, you <laughs> wow. Yep,
0: that yeah, happened. Uh, yep. I mean, you know, it, it, now that, because <laughs> I've, I've only seen that movie once.
3: <laughs> yeah, and me I, too. And I yeah, didn't know this. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. It's, <laughs> hey, Parker, right. You didn't know that? Like, no. Yeah. I, let's, I, let's step back here. Parker Ranty Posey's great. Yeah, she is. Parker Posey's great. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. kind of like it was an interesting experience. I kind of thought to myself, Wow man, if more movies feature drummers like they do with like martial artists, like if you 're like teaching martial arts, you must make so much money oh, if you yeah. could if do, you do it, it for Hollywood guy, it. like the hourly rate of just saying like i 'm like, okay, I need seventy five dollars an hour, and I mean, I of um, those are the guys who coordinate. I just the invite them uh, invite yeah. give them an invoice invo i 'm like here, I <laughs> fill <laughs> this out. <laughs> And uh, here are my hours. And you get a check. It's like, wow, that's cool money. Of course, that, no, my life, that happens once in my life, uh, trying to make that kind of thing you happen. You have to now. make a separate resume. Yes, exactly. All lives, Exactly, you know, right. In
0: all honesty, you have, you have a yeah. bit of a rich history with the sort of Hollywood brat band people. Uh, certain that you, things, that, yeah. yeah. Richie
3: was friends with a lot of people from Hollywood and things of that nature and playing for them elijah oh Blue, yeah. yeah oh yeah elijah yeah i have like little little bits and pieces of, in, of of things here and there that are kind of funny elijah yeah elijah uh he's a good dude talented. he's got he's a i, I liked uh, a lot of stuff that he did what was his band again um they, they had a weird name and they dressed in weird outfits
0: yeah oh, yeah
3: God, fuck He he was dating Nicole Richie for a second. She wore a T-shirt. You know more about this stuff than that. My memory is so bad with so much of this stuff. But uh, yeah, I I played with Elijah for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you remember anything Alcohol is wearing off. (laughs) (laughs) Forgetting. (laughs) Memory fading. Must drink that's why i have a couple when i do this because otherwise I, I can't remember anything actually though, uh can we hit a pause button for a second i gotta check the time because i do want to make sure that i'm it's 3
0: no let's just keep it rolling I can't no remember. i want
3: to keep it rolling i just gotta i gotta go back to the studio to get know. gear it's three it's 40. i'm having a great time it's 3 yeah. this
1: is totally cool. we haven't
3: even done an hour yet like, can we do a shot or something sure can you, you, wanna, b- you wanna show yeah, want to show it yeah yeah let's do that yeah we gonna make it even more yeah. fun <laughs> you know I almost imagined it was going to be like John this. John
1: Zandt was three hours. So it was, was like, it really. Yeah. God. Yeah. well that's flu, actually, but he is. Yeah.
3: yeah, that guy's got some some serious history though.
1: Yeah, and he's he, not He's that I don't know slower about. about it, and he's more. Yeah. we're, we're like we're at New York speed. He's yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's lived
0: here long enough. You
3: know. I'm sure you guys probably talked about some drums. Uh, a little bit,
0: you know. I, I
3: wish I had a. I'd you it, like, fun, I think it's funny. It's fun. You know what's funny is that I. Uh, I completely, when I saw battles, I forgot that he played for Helmet. That's how lame I can I'll do be. Cheers.
1: Cheers. All right.
0: Cheers.
1: Cheers. Great. Cheers. yes, All tables.
0: right. Shout out to Tom Ordeal.
3: Let me just check my phone super quick. Keep talking. I don't want to
0: end this up. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So smooth.
3: It would be one of these
0: podcasts where people, it just gets quiet. It's like, What commercial are they uh, going to now? So uh, I'm going to start. we are doing harmony. Yeah, uh, Stainer was a fucking, he, he's a uh, battle's played here.
3: And, uh, yeah, I, I really dig them, man. Bit, They're great. What is really funny is yeah. it, uh, he, I, just, he really uh, knocked me out, man. There is not a lot of people that I will sit there and be like, man, that guy just blows me away. But yeah, he's a, he really because uh, I, I, you know, I liked a lot of stuff that helmet did, but I wasn't a super into them. Um, of course, like you know, there is. You know, I hear them every time I go to Europe. At the time, you know, like yeah, in the yeah. meantime, so, Alex is so big, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's great to see. You know, when people progress artistically and really just become. Dude, yeah, we probably talked for like two hours just you know, about that. And yeah. It, it's that's a, a big deal. That's like, uh, to me, I think that's the most important question and, if you're really into. Playing. Especially
1: for him, because he's doing something so separate from Helmet. It's like he reinvented himself. Yeah. And yeah. in such an original way. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it, you know, and I'll say, I'll say to your credit, Drewski. Mm. Um, I mean, you have a pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah. Design. I mean,
3: well, you're well, I've tried, and, and that's a, it's a that's a big deal. It's really hard. It's one of the first things. When, we, when we first started playing I together. Know.
0: It's a conversation that we had yeah. about about like sort of progressing beyond. Like every time you do something, you're like, I don't want to repeat myself. Right. That's why I don't want to do this on it because I think motion. at the time, you know,
3: every couple of years, all the old hardcore bands get together right. and do stuff, and you're like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I mean, the first bold reunion, you did. No, I didn't do. I didn't do any reunions until Rev Twenty Five when I did into another, and then I did bold. I I always had this big fear of of repeating myself, and it's interesting because I've even now, like you know, I, I feel really comfortable and confident in the stuff that I do with Dead Heavens and regardless of like you know how many people come to the show I'm not really I'm doing it for, for me and we're doing it for us and I feel like that's always been the case with the music I'm playing at the time it's like this is kind of what I want to play and how do I with within this unit whether it's the stuff we play together or you know it's various things I've done it's like how do I work with these people no, I, was ta- and, I was talking to Wally was about it the other day mm-hmm. and I was saying how,
0: how that you're probably you know like one one of the favorite my favorite people I've ever been in a band with just as Thanks, a dude. just as a band member like you're like Thanks. you're so not like, as a player only a band uh, member. well no
1: <laughs> as no a, it's, as a party friend it, it's <laughs> well a
0: little bit but but no but it, besides the fun of it it's just like you yeah you're 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 there for the long haul. There's yeah. no bullshit like, right. I'm an opportunist, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, I, and I saw
3: opportunities come and go for you a lot right. during those yeah. and, you know. Sure. They do. But
0: speaking of playing in front of nobody, let's talk about the Godfather's Man Tour of Europe.
3: Uh, you know, I was, talking to, <laughs> I was talking to Grillo about some of that stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of that stuff I listen to. And I'm like, I just, you know, it's all timing. That's the thing, too. It's like, again, it comes down to like, uh, you know, do you like playing with these guys? You know can you survive doing it without driving each other crazy if people aren 't coming down it was it 's very difficult. I feel like we did some amazing material i 'm super proud of it and again it 's like you know I feel like I was finding my my way into because you know you guys already had a lot of material yeah. when I, we started or some, and then we started to gradually start to develop more and you find your way into this and eventually you know you hit your stride and hopefully you get people coming down. And I think that uh, you know it wasn't necessarily the right time for oh, that, yeah. no, and timing but... is so important. Unless you can just go like, it's like it's like that the the record that I feel it was the best
0: record I ever wrote, which is Billion Balconies, yeah, came out right after I got dropped from a major label, yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> right, like, and, and, at, and, and, at, a and, and at a point that. where a lot of people were moving away, I think from from aspects of that sound, and you know, wasn't what people considered like the most super hip thing, or you know, and that's it, New York is really difficult for that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I feel like we went other places and and people got better responses in other places a lot of times than than we did in New York. But the
0: tour we did with Filter, I thought, was really, really good. Exactly. And I remember that. Yes. That was kind of what I was referring to. The fucking tour in Europe was fucking terrible.
3: Well, again, like that's another thing that, you know, people want to see either their. You know, for me as a drummer, it's tough because I'm not a front person. And a lot of times, you know, you're not going to show up for the drummer and the drummer's pedigree. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, it's always been like, well, okay. <laughs> what does that know, mean for me? Hey, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it was all your fault already, <laughs> was, actually. I'm glad we having this conversation. I, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility <laughs> I that I took But there is, it, and it, that's it, tough. That really it, is. I think Richie has, I just you know, drank probably through it. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are, you know, that... Um, I think it must be very difficult as a singer. I think I've, you know, seeing, you know, whether it's Matt or Richie or you, a lot of my close friends that have had to, you know, deal with being front people that, uh, well, you yeah, know, look like at Wally, like, you know, like he'll, well, in hardcore, you especially, know? he's
1: playing, he's playing ha- headlining really, House
0: of Vans. And then the next thing you know, he, he's it's playing exactly a, a much smaller show with he you. He guys. handles it. Very, he handles it's, it very well. And it's I mean, also, he's an he, adult, Yeah, but he has a lot of
3: <laughs> confidence, I think, in what he does. He's, you know, he, and, and he doesn't, I don't think he, he does things in half. He really like, he, he puts himself behind the music he's playing. And I have a lot of admiration for that because, you know, when, when we're getting up there and doing it, he's, he commits to it, which is a, oh, yeah. a really good thing. Because oh, yeah. a lot of people don't and see. I played. I played with the young Walter. Right. So, <laughs> well, that, yeah. I mean, but but that's the thing. And he I mean, played with the young me. No, so fair right. enough. It, but you know, yeah, we was, all have those moments of like you know. No, he was he, you're, he,
0: but he was he was like that. I think uh, it's just we never we never actually played in front of nobody. Uh, so you know it, it was it was a different time. But um, it, it's it's been interesting to watch. It, like, the way he reacts to the whole thing, and and, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you the truth. The last time you guys played here, which I forget, show what you were opening for somebody.
3: Uh, monster truck. It was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, like so that was, vastly, a, that was a, so much vastly better than the other times I'd seen you guys. Mm-hmm. It was like you just figured it out. Yeah, thanks, it, man.
3: You know, it was like it. It, it yeah. looked
0: like you guys were trying to. Trying to do something that you guys, that at least I know Walter had never right. really done before. Well,
3: that's a big, again, I mean, that's, that's what we've been, I think that's, you know, if there's, if there's kind of like a, a sort of a thesis for this, you know, <laughs> the conversation, it's like, you know, performing, you know, graduating, you know, on a, you know artistically to a different thing, you know, that, that, you know, means something to you that you haven't done before. And sometimes I, I get, at this point, when I see a lot of people that I know that I grew up with that are making a ton of money. From doing stuff that they did when they were like what, like fifteen and sixteen. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna begrudge Judge. I know you would never but, begrudge anybody because those are my those like are my you, good but. those are my good friends, and I you know I wish the best for them. But at the same time, you know it, there is a certain amount of like that's what being I guess you know trying to have some you know trying to be somewhat art, you know artistic about what I'm doing. You know, it, it does sting because you you see people. Getting all of a sudden, yeah, this thing of, matures yeah. into a yeah. cultural phenomenon. Well, you know what it is, though, and now right? you Listen, get a chance. I never stuck with anything long enough to really allow you know, that, but neither did I. That,
1: though, is two things that apply to this. The first thing is when musicians from the quote unquote hardcore world move on to other things, it's a lot more acceptable than when a singer does it. Because right. the singer has more pressure, and they're like, "Well, he used to sing for this, right?" That. We were, uh, well, that's yeah, what we, we were saying. We to Stanier about this. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely. One thing. So Richie and yeah. you know Walter had quicksand, but yeah. I mean, it's for, for other guys. It's really hard to re- get past that stigma of them being a hardcore singer. Where a drummer yes. or a bass player, it's a little easier. Have you, ever, website, have you ever heard that? You ever heard that? Sh- on, sorry, the
0: Shelter record um, mantra. Don't forget this stop. Yes. What? 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 what, uh, what I just what, want here. to
3: hear this. i uh, so Twenty five right. years
1: later, as a musician. Um it's frustrating because you could play somewhere and get paid 80 bucks and do the music that you're really passionate about and is more evolved as a musician. Right. And you really, your heart's really in it. And even though you love your past, you're kind of like, well, that was my past and I'm proud of it. But you can get paid 10 or 12 times more to do that. Absolutely. And bang it out in 30 minutes and you can play it in your sleep. Yeah. And then you're in this weird middle position. I think a guy like Walter balances it all perfectly. Yeah, yeah. because Gorilla Biscuits. He's he's proud of everything he did and all of it's a part of him. Right. And he's able to... Tap into all of those. You
3: know, it's interesting though because, but it's harder for other people. Well, well it, it also depends on you know knowing it's again it's a lot of it's timing and and, and and having. To the 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 good fortune of of success and knowing how to plug into it like I remember I was playing with him in a band called Walking Concert when initially great the, band. The, he did a great job of that and yeah, uh, I really liked and I like being a part of that I think they were really good musicians we had uh, some really good times I was like I think Eagles of Death Metal first tour uh, we did with uh, Walking Concert wow. which did just, you yeah. play New York on that tour yeah we did CVs. I there you guys three times that was the last show I ever did it. <laughs> It's pretty, again, the luck, that my good fortune, uh, whether it's, you know, even if not financial, you know, or, or being f- some super famous person, is to have played some fucking cool shows, like the first show at CB's, you know, Youth Today, Agnostic Front, last one, walking concert, and Eagles of Death Metal, first tour, so that's, yeah, cool. you know, that's what I, at least so I but, have. But knowing that. you, Drew, you were you at know. the back of the bar. You know, I'm, right now I'm, I'm, pat, I'm patting myself <laughs> on Josh the back. Was drums on that tour? He, no, he was, he had done he a couple, he had of only one-off shows, yeah. it was Claude from, um, oh, uh, what's why am I spacing on the band? Um, oh, God. I'm going to have to think of it later. Uh, big, like indie, super big indie band. Super big. Death Cab for Cutie. No, no. Uh, y- y- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh. Why am I spacing? Anyways. I only saw so, him once and it
1: was with Josh. But uh, yeah. but he, I know, you know Queens is his big Yola Tango. Easy. Yola Tango. Oh, Sorry.
3: Wow. So, yeah. So, um, but it was, you know, uh, I so Walter started doing, uh, he had the option to start doing some reading and shows. And it was like I was like, oh man! I was like, don't well, do think it because I mean
0: in Godfather's Man by this point.
3: When they we did that. were, we yeah. because I think, I, think no, I told that was you it. that's part of I what happened. <laughs> yes, because you we met I think really for the first time at that at that uh, loft party thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember you guys had come back from tour, uh-huh. or you or something had happened to uh, instruction, or or you were doing. We were just back from England and we right? Were, yeah, and there. so we uh, so and I and I was that was a really fun time, and that led to. You give me a call later and going like, "What are you doing?" And at that point, I think Walter had kind of started doing reunion shows and yeah. had broken up walking concert for the most part. Yeah, interesting. I, think I was the one who informed. It was people. right after that. Yeah. yeah. So that was your last CB show. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think you took me out for some food. <laughs>
1: So you still had that CB label money. Was, uh, so much. Your last CB show was, you got to play one more time with Eagles of Death Metal.
3: It was, uh, the last CB show was, was yeah, I didn't do, I didn't do any of like the final days CB stuff. I, you know, everyone Bowl was doing play. that. Bold played. It wasn't yeah. me. Uh, the last show I did was like a like a real show there. Not the Seabees is going uh, down. You know, uh, sinking ship and <laughs> yeah. let's let's jump off the boat together. It was uh, it was a real show <laughs> yeah, and it was a great show. Yeah, Eagles of Death Metal and Walking Concert at CBG. Yeah, that's sick. man. Yeah, we had yeah, done North Six with North Six before it was Williamsburg Music Hall. The I think like the night before. It was such a good time. Those guys were a blast to tour with. Oh yeah, they're they're super fun. They,
0: mm-hmm. they played here they're a month before the Paris thing happened. Yeah, that's right. I, I can't, right before that tour, yeah. they played here. Yeah, that's yeah. So We got a, we got a phone call. I was driving home from here. And I got a f- I got a phone call from NBC News, and I don't know how they got my number. Unbelievable! And they were like, they're like, yeah. the first they emailed me, I didn't respond, and yeah. was like we want to comment. We know they played. I don't like, get the fuck. Out yeah, of I yet. know. Like that's like the, the rudest you thing you say? can so do. Exploitive. Yeah,
3: it's so exploitative. What you know, man, it's like it's like the worst thing you can do. It's like you know, you know these p- dudes. You know whether it's like you're close with them or not, or you were at one time, or you had these moments, and it's like who are you to fucking con-? like? You I'm know not what's there. fucking crazy. So you played
1: well, Give there them. With- their space, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You played there at North
0: Six with with them. Okay. Yeah. So Jesse was here and i'm standing behind the bar and he's like and, and this is what during sound check and he's like he's like i know i've played here before uh-huh. jesse you never fucking played here before right. i know i played here before oh, i was thinking no i fucking and i was just like and, and one of the guys was like what was it a, wasn't it a place i was like was it a place called north six he's like no i played here i was like dude <laughs> how many years ago? Was around it's like, was like <laughs> nine years ago i was like yeah. no no but okay
1: whatever you want yeah. to say and then
0: yeah. he went downstairs and read his bible <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He was
1: yeah. reading the Bible. I only right? saw him once, and it was with Josh. It was at uh, Mercury Lounge with Rye Coalition That
3: was the first show they did in New York. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was. yeah, yeah it's and cool. That's a fucking good show. Yeah, yeah it was. Damn. And actually, yeah. he
1: got into—I think Josh got into a fight that night. Really? At uh,
3: oh, was it? Okay, was this Niagara. when he was still partying
1: outside of Niagara? He no, was a good so time back yeah, Someone kind of got in his face, and right. but you know, Queens was big, so oh it yeah, made the news and stuff.
3: Yeah, it would have been, like, right around Songs for the Deaf, right? Something oh, yeah, like so, yeah, let's so Give take. or take. Yeah, but... uh yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's like it's weird. You know, you have like these inter- intertwining histories with different things, yeah, like, yeah, things that come along, and that's that's really like the most important thing to keep in mind. Like, I think beyond like for me, it was like you know what's next on the ride. You know, what's next with what's coming up? Even like right now with Dead Heavens, you know, we just we got this video out for one of our songs called Feel Low, and it was on like uh, Cartoon Network, and you see like like oh, people wow. reacting to it, what and for good or bad, and you know maybe you make you know get you pick you pick some things up here and there like there's some new tours in the works and um you how many singles
1: do you have on, two or three
3: we have we did three in independent singles f- we did two on a on thrill me records yeah uh one on uh, a local label called velvet elk it's jesse mallon yeah who you know yeah. does his thing to jen yeah and uh he, yeah oh yeah, yeah i've known jesse for a really long time uh and um they they did us a big favor, you know, as far as like putting the we uh, song called Adderall Highway and uh, B size hyacinth and and we did that for that with them. So is it, that, that's the most recent one, right? That would no the uh, Feel Low is the most recent one, but that was still like a few months ago or like half a year ago. Right now we're trying to finish up the record. Okay. And, uh, and that's, that's gonna be on Dine Alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do have a label. Yeah, that's gonna be hopefully coming hmm. out. We're we're trying to finish that up as we're Getting ready, it's all done. Almost, we're just trying to get into. We're almost done mixing it. Right. So hopefully, in the new year, in two thousand seventeen, we'll get the new Dead Heaven's record out. Awesome. Are you looking to tour off it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole. That's kind of the whole thing. It's just like you know what we were just saying. It's like you know, it's you know, you got to try to enjoy, if not one aspect of it, another. And and, you know, you come across like you know, it's a whole social aspect of coming across people and, and and just you don't know what's around the bend. Some of it's cool. You know, some of it's yeah. just like, ah, I'm fucking tired of it. Because yeah, <laughs> you know? you've done it for so you long, you know. I mean, it's but it gets that way with everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's funny. I, I, fun. I had a,
0: I actually was talking to Walter a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, and I was like, I, I was talking. We were talking about gorilla biscuits, and it's something that pertains to. It's, it's something that pertains to like the my neurosis, where, um, like how long do you go on for? Right. How long do you, like, right. Like you know, I mean, you look great, you look young, uh, you still play like a fucking monster, you keep getting better, that's fucking awesome, you know, and I feel like, I know for me, when I, I had a Primitive Weapons record that was in the can for like two and a half years, and it just came out, and mm-hmm. it was like, like, man, I'm 43, like, is this record gonna be, right. am I gonna be 50 when this fucking record comes out, like, at I what know. point, it's frustrating. I, and it's it's funny, because I was talking to Walter about, about um, Gorilla Biscuits, and I and I was just like dude how long are you gonna fucking and like and he's yeah like, so, whatever as long as I fucking can
3: right you yeah. know and, and yeah. it was but the way he said it and it's can.
0: not about the money of course that's helpful right um, to, to get people to do anything but yeah. but yeah I was just like I was like you know what you're fucking right dude Walter, he's always teaching me life lessons. I yeah, think.
1: I never had the age issue. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> but I, like, how do you feel? About, how right. do you feel about that? How do you? I, I'm I'm actually as, uh, perplexed about it. I th- I think as you are. I you know I, I think Walter has a good sort of like uh, Zen head about it. You know, it's like he's like, but it comes from also having bands that you can go back and, and make yeah, money make and be successful out. with. Like, but, why would you? To yes. have, G- but but like that has to have right. a shelf life, though, dude. It right? does, well, you know, but you know? that's what. He, but I think that's the, like the statement. It's like. You know, as long as people are into it, why not do it? Oh, I agree with you, and I'm all for bands
0: that got in under the... You know, on, on at, before the industry right. took a shit, right? Like, go for it. Yeah, you know, make your money. I, I mean, we have tons of stuff like that here, and I'm like, right. and then we have t- tons of things that are completely inappropriate. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, why is this band back together? Right. I don't fucking get it. Right, right. Like, yeah. Right. People, all, the bands that only Ron knows. Yeah, <laughs> <Right. laughs> obscure heavy metal bands from 1983. Right. Yeah, right. but yeah, it's it's. I mean, you're saying you didn't have the you don't have the age I only,
1: thing. I don't have the age thing as far as writing new music and playing. I have it only with touring. Right. The concept of being going away for two weeks at this age is like, oh god. You know. But as far as yeah, getting together with bandmates, my friends, <laughs> writing and recording, I hope I do till the day I die. But yeah. I can't imagine going back to like that life of just jumping in a van and not giving a fuck. Yeah, it's, that's it's, harder between responsibilities and just. You well mind. you can't not
0: get you can't, there's nothing to, you can't the thing is you can't not give a fuck anymore uh,
1: uh,
3: you know <laughs> i i think it depends on on your your personality your makeup who you are for me it's a lot of it is that you know i feel like i've been around people for so long i've lived in the city since like 89 like i started playing when i was like 13 i've been in vans for that amount you know in and out of vans whatever touring doing shit and you know it's it's such a roller coaster like it's not like i've you know done it straight through as far as as far as successful things, but I have always done it. And it's been like, so. there's so many high and lows, but it's like, sometimes it's just, at this point, the biggest thing for me is being saturated with people. Like coming to places and having to like deal with people. It's yeah. like, man, I just want to go to like a beach or I just want to go to like, <laughs> space. you know, I just want my yeah. fucking space. I don't want to yeah. be on a subway with people. I don't want to be in a in a ride with people. I don't want to be like in a club with people. I just like, you know, but there's other times when I'm like, fuck, I want to party like a motherfucker with people. I want to have a great time. So it's like, it's really bipolar, you know? And that's the thing. I think that's one of the things that makes me crazy is that, like, there's a side of me where I'm like, you know, if someone comes up to me, like, and they're like, man, you know, thank you. I'm, you know, it's like, that makes me, Super psyched because that's... It's somebody makes me, you know, is keeping my stuff alive or makes me, you know, feel like, well, I did something. That's cool. But there's another side of me where I'm just like, man, like, I don't even really care about making a scene anymore with, with stuff. It's just like, you know, to me, like, getting out and being around just zone out and do my thing so that's like for me where like the, the complication yeah, balance, comes into play the whole that's life. with age that's the I, hardest I think, thing I think
0: being, living in New York and it's where it's probably catching up to you at this point where you're like like you come home from being surrounded by people all the time on tour and all that shit right. and then like you come home to a really crowded fucking city right right You it's don't like, want, like yeah.
1: there is yeah. no well where is the downtime? At that point? right there is exactly there is but
3: that's yeah exactly like I you know I've had that for a long time so you know you have to figure out like what's feasible for like your next stage in life to make you still feel artistic and make yeah. you feel inspired right. and getting inspiration from places, whether it's a place you're living from, you know, your partner, somebody you're with, like, you know, it's like if, you know, I, I, it just, there's a lot of things that will inspire you artistically, the people that are around you and you have to be able to draw from those things. And it's like, you know, that's part of like continuing down a path in yeah, life, yeah. you know? Definitely. And once that becomes stagnant, you know, you got to start questioning, like, you know, how either you stop living or you find the next thing to next stone to cross over on the pond to get to the next side. And I think that's really important. Hey, you dude, know, this, this is really going. heavy. Let's just oh, say so stoop over, grasshoppers. over
2: <laughs> Let's just say
0: stoop for the so, next, like, 10 minutes. I, right. <laughs> stoop. You're stoop. So just strip. Strip. stoop. You such stoop. Right. What are you stoop? Can, Can you I, I sure. want to tell the stoop story. Right. Can we tell the stoop? Yeah, I, right? I feel like This, is, this is, is the guy that's the
3: stupidest guy
0: saying this stuff. It's so stoop. So the stoop, the stoop story. The stoop story comes from uh, Tom Capone, uh, guitar player of Quicksand, Bold. Uh, was in my band instruction, um, and it comes from a, a, a prank phone call tape that he did. He's from, I think he's from Malvern, Long Island. He's from out east. Uh, yeah, and uh, and he, uh, so him and his friends did this. It might even been John Clue. I don't remember yeah. who was involved, but. They did this prank phone call tape back when you could do that sort of and thing. Get away with it, yeah. And uh, and it was like they called this kid. In it was so mean. <laughs> and he was like, I guess he wasn't doing good in school, or he's kind of slow, or something. And they called. they like, <laughs> they were like, are you stupid at school or something? You stupid? You stupid in school? Oh man! And it, oh, t- man. Uh, uh, Tom, we gotta have Tom on someday just to yes. have, tell him. I love to interview Tom. His his, his his the way he tells his story is fucking stellar, yeah. and. So fast forward to when I'm in instruction uh, with Tom, and we're on tour with Papa Roach, and we're in Baltimore, and there's this guy, who uh, like, so I don't know anything about the stupid school thing yet, but there's this guy who's there with his son, and he he was at the Papa Roach bus getting a sign, and he comes up with a with our poster for his son, and his son is still at the Papa Roach bus, and he's like Tom rolls the window down to the front seat, unfortunately for him, and uh, and I'm he just goes. He's like, nah, oh wait, I want an autograph. I'm like, what? No. You know, like, and the guy goes, and he turns around, and he starts yelling at his son. He's like, Snoopy. Snoopy. <laughs> and we think he was calling him Snoopy, but I, it sounded like stupid. <laughs> so the kid, the kid walks up, and he comes over, he's like, he's like, we got the, got the autograph from Papa Roach. in oh, the portal of the Moon. <laughs> oh my God. So, this is the fucking touring we did. And, uh, and so we close it with Tom can't stop saying shit. <laughs> and so he finally tells us this story about this prank folk tape. And and it literally became the only thing we said to each other oh, for man. like two years. <laughs> yes. It was just like you shit, shit. shit. Me and Rich Stafford, our sound guy, would sit across from each other and like in you know, be somewhere in like bumfuck England, just looking at each other going, Shtip. No, we wouldn't even nothing would come out of our mouths. We'd just mouth it. This is <laughs> stupid. Yeah, stupid. Because you just run out of shit to say to each other. Yeah. I, love and, uh, I
3: love that. You know, I just got like a text from Adam Marina lately. Like that was just like he just every once in a while will send me something. Some like online shit. Adam. Adam was our bass player. Yeah. Man. And uh, <laughs> you know the first thing is just like, sh- shoop.
0: stupid. Shoop. So Stupid. So stupid. So sh- ultimate stupid. <laughs> So Drew became ultimate stupid though. So fast forward again, I
3: would think so. I, I really. How did you earn it? I, I oh my don't. God, you have that's no idea. Story. If I knew, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's the funniest
0: <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> he would just do shit, not remember. It would be like you show, and yeah. for me to say that is a lot. Yeah, i
3: probably. I just. I've been in trouble since you've known me already. Constantly, <laughs> so it never changes. It's up always to her so my old. fault. He's always. He's always in the doghouse. I'm always in the doghouse. Always. Just being this, cordial, yeah. I, <laughs> What's wrong with being cordial? Why am I in trouble? Well, I didn't do anything. I'm not talking to her. It's just being cordial, yeah. Like, am not supposed to respond? Uh, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I did. I, I'm. I'm blameless. I so, think- so, so,
0: so, so. Stoop, Drew. Fast forward to when he starts playing with me, and and it's this the stoop because he played in a tom, a band with Tom called a Dharma yeah. for
3: years, yeah. And I never they even heard of that band. Yeah, it was quick. It was after uh, New Rising Suns. So it was before Walking Concert. It was okay. like a little thing me yeah, and Tom did, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and, it, and it involved leather pants of some yes. sort. Which yes. Tom would be like, oh, I'm, awesome. I'm without underwear. It, was, like,
0: it felt good. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna call. He's gonna kill you. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's not. He's not
3: gonna make it this far.
2: Who is? Who's left? Exactly. Who's left? <laughs> Who's still
3: left? With I us? Know. It's just us. Yeah. <laughs> this is a clone, by the way, of me. So I, I, <laughs> I, I sent
1: the clone.
3: Drew does the
0: greatest imitation of Tom ever. In no, fact, they kind no, of morph into each other.
3: Honestly, it's no. It's probably the best imitation. But whatever. You should do No, come on. Come on now. Clue does a pretty good one, too. No, he's the best, honestly. No, I mean, it's not even that good, but um, but no, he's just like good. No, we're friends, man. Like we're, no, I'm whatever. doing really good right now. No, no, no we're like, cool. you know, it's good. No, I'm like back skins, to being vegan like again. <laughs> we're, good. we're good friends. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not even that close lately, honestly, but like, whatever. You know. Come on, guys. Come on. It's, the best Come part on. about it is when he drifts off.
2: <laughs> it's so good.
3: I know. No, Dude. what? Come on now. Oh, man, I can't get out of it. I'm in a Tom spiral. You're in a wormhole. You're in, in a <laughs> no. chippy hole. I'm in a t-
0: <laughs> what the fuck? No, That's I sensitive. love him to
3: death, man. We had such a good time. We just did, uh, like last summer, we did some uh, bold stuff together, and we had just such a fucking good time, man. Like, yeah. Tom, no, it's, we it rules.
0: No, it's, it's and it, this is totally not
3: making fun of Tom. Is, no, at all. This is come truly on. loving Tom. Yeah, don't ever do this around me, because it's like not cool if you do it. That's fine. <laughs> no, come on. You know what I mean. Oh my god! Look oh, at Don't come up to me doing that now. It's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna sap. get out of that fucking <laughs> sap. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this, oh, this is this
0: is this is uh, the result of people spending way too much time together. Yeah, kind of fucking pathetic. Yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> All right, who's the, who's the best lead singer you ever played with?
3: Oh come on, man. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You knew <laughs> I was gonna ask. Do you, I have man. a lazy? Do I have a wandering eye?
0: No, you can say your current one. It's fine. Well, say you could actually uh, answer
1: this in a nicer way, just and say then that. you can save everyone and say who's the best singer and who's the best. Well, front they're man. all. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll give you an out.
3: Yeah, I know. That's all right. No, it's I, cool. Everyone, they're all different, aren't they? Though. It's, oh, different. good answer. There you go. Oh, different. Different. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it's a big deal, though. The fact that you know everyone that I play with has is is very different. I've never kind of gone. The path of like, you know, I got the same guy and I've always been close to my, with the people that have been singing with me. Well, the like bands the, don't sound alike either. You know, they don't. And that's, but that's, all, that's been a conscious choice. Like I've always, I was, you know, I was really tight with Matt, super tight with Richie. I was tight with Garrett when we were playing, you know, you and me are super tight. And, uh, you know, it's just me and Walter. It's just like, I always feel like it's good for me to have that connection with a singer. And oh, they've all you. been. Well, you're, you're a really different.
0: good songwriting drummer. That's like, like that's, your. That's, really that's your thing. though, to
3: have yeah. that with your singer. I think that one of the things when you're, you know, for anybody that's that's playing drums to consider when they're playing in a in a band. Even though, like we've we've kind con- of gone into this direction, I think with so much is like pop driven or electronic driven, where a lot of like. But if you're still doing a band with like live drums and everything, so much, and you have vocals, so much of it's important to pay attention to what your singer's doing. You know, yeah, to more than definitely. the other instruments. To me, yeah. you're taking cues. You have to know when to step back from them, when to like, you know, just how to perform with your singer. So we yeah. have we've been had to get drunk in separate
1: with bands with the same drummer, and yeah. he's. Easily the best drummer for me mm-hmm. to right, and it's not, the band sound right. nothing alike. Right. But yeah, he's just right. one of those guys that he yes. listens to what you come up with. That's so important, and then he adapts to it. That's so important. But he does Absolutely. he does
0: fill
3: a lot of space. Oh yeah, oh. but, if, but. <laughs> I mean. That that could More be a thing, right. but That could be a thing that, that might work for some things. It also could be something that absolutely yeah. doesn't. He makes you know? it work though. That's the thing. You know?
1: He makes it work within a song. Well, there's a
3: difference. Like business. I've been listening to like the you know you got you got different things. Like, I, like just like yesterday, I was listening to Big Business and I was listening to Curtis Mayfield. You know, you have like complete <laughs> opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum <laughs> with that, where the rhythms going. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. but but do they work? Is the whole. Aspect of what you're What you're doing It's like does this work With the song You right, know Because right. I don't think That you know The the rhythm section for, for Curtis is working For making big business What it is Or vice versa no, <laughs> well, well, It might be interesting To have like a mashup Of a big business ass, And Curtis be, Mayfield Somebody try that That'd be very crazy. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done um, uh, Pat and uh, Drew Thomas Who's Once your you favorite drummer ever Oh man That's, imp- that's just hard to say There's so many different Different Uh, eras I mean I I like a lot of 60s players I like people like Ginger I like people like Ginger Baker people that are really colorful on the drums but can really groove you know Mm -hmm. in in more like punk rock eras I like people that have a really tight that are again colorful like people like Clem Burke that can you know do all these fills but also make make stuff sound like a song it's really hard to be colorful as a drummer and have hits to me, that's like he's the, so aggressive ultimate, and it keeps it pops. But that's the thing. To me, like you know, the, uh, it's easier for me to say what I like the most. You know, which is you know one of the things like I appreciate about something we we're talking about Stanier, like the idea with battles that you can do something so creative and still have the song It's so catchy. I think it's really difficult a lot of times as a drummer to to capture. Um, being a, a colorful artistic drummer and be able to do something that's because you want to put your stamp on it without
1: right. taking away from the song, absolutely. So I, I always, absolutely. you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, to get real, you know, go back to my favorite subject. I always felt like Alan, when Alan White joined Yes, All right, that he did a really cool job because Bruford was jazzy and simple mm-hmm. and whatnot, but he did play a lot, right? Um, it was just subtle, yeah. Where Alan White was more of a rock drummer, right? And when he played Yes songs, it was very. Like, he left a lot of room, but you, 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 found,
3: you found yourself grooving to it. Right. Which, for a progressive right.
0: rock band, is incredible. But different. that's what, yeah,
3: yeah. Exa- exactly. You know, that's the thing. It's like, can you, you know, really get into a groove with, like, what someone's doing and, and make it memorable, but still, like you were saying, put, put, put your stamp on it. So that's kind of more about the idea to me than the, than the player. If, right. like, the idea is captured, the, the most important idea for me is probably that, you know, art, art, artistry uh, versus, like, uh, commerciality yeah honestly yeah yeah
0: well it's rare that it would uh i envy us i
3: love my life (laughs) fucking love me (laughs) come on on. i mean look jesus (laughs) Jesus. you know fuck you know who complained no one
0: (laughs) no one ever ever complained about anything ever
3: yeah (sighs) all right well wait this has been great dude yeah man yeah thanks for coming yeah i'm glad that we got to listen to ourselves I just, <laughs>
1: Mission accomplished. Yeah, right.
3: It's, I love. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm. I'm not a big fan listening to myself. That's not true. When I get really drunk, I even done
1: it I'm actually cringing at so the I thought. When I, I, when, I, when
0: I when I get really drunk, I still like doing like a, the I have, a, s- I
1: have a Spotify playlist. I have
3: a what Spotify playlist
0: of all my shit.
3: So <laughs> my favorite thing. Just I just gonna. I love that. Oh wait, wait, wait. wait. You yeah, why is that, man?
1: It's now or never. <laughs> Do you get kids
3: from way back? That's a actually, positive
1: scene, dude. Do you're you not get that? It. Wait, are you seeing the bar? Do you get that? Uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. no, no. no At mean, this point, right I like doubt. No, no. I'm mean, not a singer, so it would not come your way no. as much. Anyway. And you I, see all
0: these fucking all these. I mean, there are a few people who are still straight, but like yeah. like you, but <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. like no. I mean, nobody else. They're all like fucking 400 pounds, bald, and fucking. You know, yeah, they're just people, looking at Drew going, "God, I wish I had
2: his
3: hair." This damn that guy's sexy. It's whatever, also the which, drummer thing. If you didn't write the lyrics, you can't. No, of. but you know that. I'm glad. Well, that makes me kind of happy because I did write some of them. Oh, some of the classics oh yeah. I wrote. Nail to the ax. Which did I wrote. You write? Did you walk Tall, Walk wrote Nail to the ax. Oh, dude, I wrote a lot of the books. Me and Matt always split the writing duties. To writing duties class. with with was pretty much down down the uh, middle with with lyrics. So like half of probably cri- half of Crippled Youth is mine. Walk Tall, X Straight, stuff like that. You know, you walked, oh, wow.
0: I covered that song with Bad Trip did yeah. you really did
3: yeah. you because oh dude I, I i mean it was a total fucking joke for us to yeah. do it but well, they loved it why are you gonna make me cry everything was going so well <laughs> <laughs> i like that it wasn't just a joke it was a total fucking joke <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we would split that stuff up we would split it all up so so yes yeah. so i mean I not to our, but, our
0: so bass player was yeah, straight so he he, yeah. he was fucking into it yeah, but, but i mean well. i was just
3: like <laughs> i like the idea of walking tall and walking straight <laughs> sorry dramatic <laughs> Well, you still walk keep tall. it show You keep your posture up. That's so you're right. Still you have to walk. Still tall. representing the. Lyrics. I like it. It's like a, it's like a drunk test. To like I love. I love like, it's like, can you, sir, can you walk tall and walk straight? Walk tall, walk, walk straight. straight. So sure, still still I can, man. It's positive. It real, right. All right. That's enough of that. Later. <laughs> I fucking love it. Bye, Drew. Thank Bye. you for Thank coming and hanging man. out. Bye, have a good
2: show Later tonight. News. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.